0: Welcome to True Heel Heat, the place where we use insider terms because we think we know what the fuck we're talking about, even though we don't. My name's Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and I'm better than you, and you know it. It's Saturday morning and you know what that means It's time for a little bit of True Heel Heat A lot to discuss as WWE Raw is ending the PG era and going TV 14 You got Sasha Banks making her first public appearance since her WWE walkout A full slate of shows from AEW, Impact Wrestling, TJPW And of course, it's our favorite time of the year, ladies and gentlemen and it's time for some G1 Climax Tournament talk. We got a special guest returning to us almost one year to the date. So let's get to it. <music> Hello, 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 it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3, we are live on the True Hill Heat, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for True Hill Heat 184, welcome to Monday Night fucking raw, because that's what you're gonna hear. Uh, We are discussing the latest wrestling news, including WWE moving from PG to TV14, possibly. Sasha Banks scheduled for her first public appearance since WWE Walkout. Recap of the shows from the past week with AEW Dynamite, Rampage, Raw, NXT 2.0, SmackDown, TJPW Summer Princess 2022, Impact on Access TV, and more. And of Course, preview and predictions for gcw tomorrow night as well as new japan pro wrestling g1 climax 32 tournament i am not here with the beautiful the lovely miss chrissy love she has the week off this week so pulling in for her is the iron man of the true hill heat youtube channel and the iron man of tha sports he is romeo anthony Cologne.
1: what is up everybody i am many things beautiful and lovely or not two of them Well, hey, I'll do my best. (laughs)
0: That is fair. That is fair to say. I, I would agree <laughs> so, so much with that one. Uh, but we do have someone that is beautiful and lovely, but is a wrestling, uh, uh, one of the more busier people in wrestling. I keep getting people that haven't even been busier scheduled than me in prof- in wrestling journalism and wrestling media. Uh, she does interviews for independent wrestling. She had a fantastic interview, I have to say, with Will Ospreay since the last time. We had her on the show, broadcaster, correspondent, on-air talent, interview, content creator, so many titles. It's Samara. What's going on? Oh my god, thank you for that intro,
2: man. That was really good. <laughs> but thank you guys for having me on. It's good to be back here. I'm excited to talk all things wrestling. It's been a while.
0: Yes, uh, you were on, this is True Hill Heat 184. You were on True Hill Heat 135. Wow. When oh my those god. Rumors- the rumors first started that cm punk was heading to aew oh my what a whirlwind it's been for anyone if this is their first time seeing you on true hill he please let them know what you've been up to in the past year like i said i mentioned one of your big profile uh interviews that you had but let them know everything you're doing
2: man in the in the past year I've really done like a lot of stuff lately you know I've been like getting on the independence more doing like more bookings so like that's been very exciting I've gotten to travel a lot do a bunch of interviews in Dallas and st louis and like oh my god i was traveling everywhere but uh, obviously like you said i got to interview will osprey one of like the biggest interviews of my career and i got to talk to eric Bischoff at one point i got to do a lot of stuff in this past year i'm very excited i can't wait to keep on growing
0: absolutely and we love to see the growth we love to see you kind of spreading your wings in this wrestling media world i saw you were even you even got to go to uh wrestlemania was it was you did you get to go yeah
2: Yeah, oh my God. Dallas was insane. Like, as soon as I got off the plane, I was jumping from place to place to place like that whole entire weekend. It was crazy, but it was so much fun. I wouldn't trade it for anything.
0: Absolutely, we love to see it. So, support her. The she, her Twitter handle is right there, the It's Samara. So, definitely go out of your way to support her and everything that she's doing. And, of course, support this stream right here, True Hill Heat 184, by dropping the thumbs up on this video. Share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family on all your favorite social media platforms. If you are new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, smash that subscribe button, hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here. And of of course, if you want to have your voice heard, let us know in the live chat what you thought about the week in wrestling, all the news, the shows. let us know what you thought. And of course, if you want your comment highlighted on screen, the best way to do that is with a super chat donation. We had a couple of drops yesterday. We had a great interview with Rosemary for True Hills, uh, BTR, my first time doing, uh, I know Samara is, is a little bit more, you know, seasons and interviews with talent at shows. This was my first time doing an interview with someone completely in character, so it was a... (laughs) It was like a little jarring at first, but I got used to it. It was great, great interview to check out. We got another one dropping. It's going to be first for our uh, Patreon backers. You get the unedited version you're going to get on Patreon, but we're going to drop it here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, True Hills BTR with GCW's own Kevin Gill. One of my favorite interviews I've been able to do is hearing about his journey in the wrestling world, so that's going to be up on Patreon as well as here on the True hill heat youtube channel after but we love to see port for our premieres as well as our live streams but we had a couple of super chat donations for our G- g1 climax 32 preview yesterday that we got a shout out bala b first off i told him bala b we're gonna start off the show by mentioning your super chats he had a super chat donation on the g1 preview saying g1 time baby let's go it's time to max the max a reminder people the first two days of the g1 are free to watch, but do stick around for the rest and get that sub. Naito is my pick for G1 winner, and he also had another Super Chat donation saying, Sonata Bros Rising, let's go, and yes, we are going to talk about the G1 Climax 32 tournament. We're going to get everyone's predictions. Maybe I changed my prediction from when we recorded that (laughs) that preview, so I I have time to throw in a last-minute pick here, but we got to shout out everyone Who's supporting us on social medias here on the True Hill Heat YouTube and Patreon? Our top three conversation starters on the True Hills group page we got Stewie Palmer, number two is Giovanni Cruz, and of course, number one is the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. Our Patreon backers is Vala B, Nick Jackson, Alan Weinstein, Alex McCarthy, Professor Chris, Austin K, Slam and Sammy Joe, You Boy Blue, Yachty, Robert, uh, Steve. Antoine Rutledge, Fifth Generation Carney, Beat Boop, DJ Eric, Ladarius Brown, and John, aka Russell Scopes. Got a bunch of people already in the chat with us. Thank you for joining us live. We got you, my boy, Blue, who says good morning. We got Bone Daddy who says THH with SP3 and the real heat. We got Frantic World who says what's up? THH and Samara in the chat Showing love to everyone here And we got an early super chat donation From the aforementioned Bala B who says going live From the shoe rack This I told everybody. When you, when you see this behind me, Samara Romeo, this means that one of my kids are asleep on the bed. Like, I I don't get the backdrop, the True Hill Heat backdrop. This is my my shoe rack uh backdrop, so it, it looks good.
1: Um, oh, SB3, I thought that was like go. slang for like Iraq or something. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where did that
0: come from? <laughs> um, oh
2: my gosh.
0: <laughs> he says SP3 going full Gucci. Uh, how's it going, THH gang? And welcome to the show, Samara. So, getting a bunch of love in the live chat, Samara, already. <laughs>
2: thank you (laughs) he's calling out the gucci i see like what i think there's louis v there look you got a whole setup going on back there
0: (laughs) that's that's the missus the missus got style she got more style than me that's for sure that's why she (laughs) she dresses the kids um (laughs) we also got C. M. showing some extra love to Sabrina, saying i love that interview so there you go there you go (laughs) Either, either you or the, or the Rosemary interview, either or. I love it. I love the love. I love the love going how around. Was, Thank you so much.
2: How was doing your first like in character interview?
0: It it was like drawing at first because I wasn't sure going in. Like they didn't tell me anything. So when I pop up on the Zoom call, she's in full makeup and then when she like i say hey how you doing how's everything i hear the character voice and i'm like oh okay i see what this is gonna be i was like (laughs) i was like i was like you can't steal my soul i was like i have two kids i'm not a virgin i'm not a virginal soul because she feeds off of virginal souls so she got a kick out of that and then she liked my true hill heat backdrop so we were we were smooth sailing from there
2: Oh my gosh, I love that. It's fun to do like in character interviews and like act it out with them and like it, it's it's very interesting.
1: Can you yeah, imagine like- doing one with uh Danhausen or MJF?
0: Oh my god! Oh, I would love that. I would love that <laughs> so much. Dan Housen, that's that's a dream. That's a dream. Dan Housen that's that's oh my, my next one. I need to. I need to mark off for sure. But let's talk about what we missed throughout this past week. Romeo Samara. Uh, first up, we got AEW Fighter Fest Night One. They did 942 thousand viewers. Uh, the show featured some great action, top to bottom bottom but of course we gotta talk about the main event which saw swerve in our glory defeating the young bucks and team taz's ricky starks and powerhouse hobbs in a fantastic main event to win the aew world tag team championships you also had john moxley beat konosuke takeshna in a tremendous hard-hitting bout very bloody as well both men came up bleeding in that one you had uh, Warlow, he defeated uh Orange Cassidy in a very fun opener to retain the TNT championship. Claudio Castagnoli beat Jake Hager in a good old horse battle. I thought it was one of the best top to bottom, like pure wrestling shows as far as like in ring work for AEW this year. What did you think about this week's show, Samara?
2: I thought it was really good. I feel like AEW's been on like a really good role lately. I know I enjoyed like. Uh, Blood... Oh, my God. Blood and Guts. Oh, my God. That was interesting. But, like, they've been on a roll. I've been really excited with all these, like, new faces and new pairings coming up. Like, all these different kind of feuds we got going on it's been very exciting to see and i'm really excited to see where they keep on going and definitely with um you know we got keep lee and swerve being the champs i was so excited for that that was like oh my gosh i couldn't wait so i can't wait to see what else they do with them and who like who they could pair them up with i know there's gonna be so much like to do with them so i'm really excited about that
0: Absolutely. I was shocked. That was one of the more shocking results that I've seen from AEW this year. How surprised were you to see Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland win the gold, Romeo?
1: Very surprised. I was swerved. You see what I did there? Um, In our glory. That was, <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun, that main event. A lot of great near falls at the end. Um, fast-paced uh, just a joy to watch and and they they helped establish a, a new tag team the tag team titles in AEW have been taken very very seriously uh, only the best have held them and now swerve in our glory gets to join those ranks that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, the, I felt like, and it, I think uh, Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer talked about it that this match was really about kind of establishing both uh, Swerve and and Team Taz as one of those like top five teams because they've had a lot of shakeup in their tag team division over the last couple of weeks. With you know Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are no longer teaming up. They you know the Hardys with Jeff with his issues they're going to be out. So you know and you know Red Dragon with Kyle O'Reilly he's injured. Bobby Fish just coming back, they're kind of out of the picture, and they wanted to bring those two teams up to the level of the Lucha Bros, FTR, and the Young Bucks, and I think they did that in an effective way. I know there was a lot of people that wanted Team Taz to win, but I think that Swerve in Our Glory needed this victory more, and they told the kind of the, the perfect story because they kind of foreshadowed everything we were going to see in the last month on the June 1st episode of AEW Dynamite when they were in Long Los Angeles and they were backstage and Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland said we're going to be the Shaq and Kobe of AEW. Well Shaq and Kobe are known for a lot of things, winning three championships, being two of the greatest players in NBA history, but they're also known as duo that hated each other so they the, immediately the next week they had the swerve eliminating Keith Lee from the casino battle royale which caused caused the dissension and now we've seen that it, it came to fruition that the Kobe and Shaq vibes that they were
1: giving us with their dissension it led to championship gold like Kobe and Shaq did and let me tell you who showed me something in this match and has come a real long way is Will Hobbs oh man yeah, he yeah. brought it
0: those spine busters. That was uh Jimmy told me that was his favorite part of the of the entire matchup. Those spine busters when he was hitting everybody and their mama with it. And then the uh f- the Fox Splash when he went like two three quarters of the ring that was just awesome. Ricky Starks to me was the MVP of the matchup. He's been really killing it. Uh, Samira, what did you think about uh, Takeshna's performance against John Moxley? He's he's someone that a lot of people have been talking about more in the last couple of weeks. You know his work on the independent scene and then AEW coming having great matches with Hangman Page, Eddie Kingston, and now this time the interim AEW World Champion.
2: I thought he did a really good job. It was a really, you know, really great match. Obviously, like you said before, it was bloody. It was really interesting to see. I hope they continue to keep, you know, bringing him around and, you know, we'll see what happens. there. But I was like, oh, man, I was impressed. It was very, really good. I mean, very, really good. Wow, that made, real, like, a lot of sense, but it was really good.
0: <laughs> very, really good. I like good. it. Very, I. Dig really it. good. <laughs> Absolutely we got a uh, Super chat donation here from The Negro Buck Nick Jackson thank you So much for that thank you for the one earlier Vala B Nick Jackson Saying a simple super chat for Konosuke Takeshna I I've been I've been really practicing that, people. I think I, this is the best that I've made his name sound. Konosuke Takeshna uh, having the best blue thunder bomb in the business. He learned from the best. He learned from his matches in DDT with El Generico, a.k.a. Sami Zayn. So what did you think about uh, Takeshna's performance on Dynamite this week, Romeo? Uh,
1: another impressive performance. Uh, yeah, I'd say Sami Zayn's got the better blue thunder, thunder bomb, but but we hardly see it, so... We, we're gonna see it a lot more often from Konosuke. Um The, of course they were gonna bleed. You know, it's a Moxley match. Of course they were gonna bleed.
0: I'm just surprised Kinosuke bled first. Yeah, he was like, he was like, I'm I'm versus John Moxley. I gotta bleed, guys. I gotta bleed. I um, like, I got you, I got you, kid. <laughs> He's like, I got you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, Negro Buck also adding, I would love to see Takeshna join Ooh. the the Blackpool Combat Club, and they kind of kind of like uh, tease that a little bit with William Regal's commentary. I thought re- William Regal was really good on commentary during that matchup, kind of talking about Takeshna has been watching them train and stuff, and then also Ninja Mortis adding, uh, Jimmy liking something on AEW is high praise round these parts. It is. It always is. Whenever Jimmy likes something, it's either surprising or it says a lot about the performance.
1: (laughs) That was worthy yes indeed but that wasn't
0: the only thing from AEW that we missed of course last night was AEW Rampage Fighter Fest Night 2 which had Jonathan Gresham defeat Lee Moriarty in a great matchup uh, between the two men to retain the ROH World Championship post match he and Tully Blanchard bragged that Gresham is the best technical wrestler in the world which brought out none other than the Blackpool Combat Club's own Claudio Castagnoli to set up those two facing each other at Death Before Dishonor next Saturday. You also had uh the House of Black. They got a victory over John Silver, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order in a pretty good opener after the match. You had Darby Allen flying off the entranceway to attack Brody and Sting stared down uh with Malachi Black while the those two were brawling. A nice little a nice little foreshadowing for a tag team matchup. Miro also. Cut a promo on the house of black About god bringing the devil To him to either fight him Or to be recruited by the devil Very interesting stuff there Um, You also had um uh, Lucha Bros, they got a victory over Private Party in the main event, even though Roosh attacked Penta in right in front of the referee, which was kind of weird. But uh, Lucha Bros still pulled out the win there. Samara, what do you think about the new matchup for Death Before Dishonor with Claudio Castanoli versus Jonathan Gresham for the ROH World Championship?
2: I'm excited. I was at the, you know, their first, like, AEW, like, takeover, like, Ring of Honor, like, pay-per-view in Dallas, so that was really exciting, and you know, seeing Jonathan Gresham there, so that we're getting, like, Claudio in the mix, I'm really excited about that, because they're both, like, oh my god, they're both really, really good, so I'm excited to see exactly what happens, and what whatever else matchups are gonna happen, I'm, like, so excited for this pay-per-view, Um but, you know, AEW was, uh, Rampage was really good last night, I thought it was funny about, like, the whole Brody King uh, situation with Darby Allen because if you guys saw the clip online too of um, of when he came and he attacked him at I think what was it a fan fest or something and he like yeah like basically catapulted him story. and it's like and then and then he got him back like on rampage I was like oh my god I was like this literally reminds me of that clip. <laughs>
0: He, he launched them all over that that hot topic. Those poor those poor people working that hot topic
1: had to clean up after Brody Kane. <laughs> I was like, he literally Darby flew. Out.
2: He flew. I was like, damn.
1: Put a little something extra in their checks.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely for that one. Yeah, make make sure the hot topic workers get paid a little bit better. Uh, Romeo, what did you think about the stare down with Sting and Malachi Black?
1: funny i was just about to say that i was like i really dug that i really dug that stare down between malachi black and sting they could have a lot of a lot of fun talking back and forth those two
0: yeah, I'm, I'm interested for that tag team matchup. It's something new and different that I didn't expect for them to do with Sting. And Sting's been undefeated, Uh, but the House of Black have also uh, been undefeated. And I think in trios uh, action, as well as tag team with Birdie King and Malachi Black, they've been undefeated. So yeah. it should be...
1: Sting, yeah, like, oh man, I don't know if that's, he's one of those guys you want to fuck with. House of Black, I don't know. He can play those he's games He's unstoppable. Too.
0: I think he's like eleven and zero in AEW. It's crazy, some crazy record. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, we
0: also had last night a WWE SmackDown. Uh, They had Angelo Dawkins beat. The, uh, Jimmy Uso in the main event in controversial fashion after the referee was bumped and Jimmy Uso had his shoulder up similar to the finish from Money in the Bank a couple of weeks back and then post-match Adam Pearce finally announced the special guest referee for the matchup between the Usos and the Street Profits for SummerSlam on July 30th and it is none other than WWE Hall of Famer Double J Jeff Jarrett yes Double J Jeff Jarrett. That is J E double F J A double R E double T. That is right Double J screen. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> you know because he's because he spends his days working hard on the go. There you but go. The hands on the clock <laughs> keep spinning real slow. He, he can't wait to be alone with his baby tonight. Um. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> Pat McAfee cut a decent uh, opening babyface promo, giving a little bit of a backstory between him and Happy Corbin being teammates on the Colts. You also had Liv Morgan defeat Natalya in a championships uh, contenders match. But of course, the big story, Samara, is Double J being the special guest referee for the Usos versus the Street Profits. Are you surprised by this move by WWE, or does it just make sense because it's Nashville, they had to do double J <laughs> Jeff Jarrett.
2: Um, I'm not surprised because I felt like I was like seeing talks of it. They're like, Oh, you know, maybe they're gonna bring in Jeff Jarrett. Like, I kept seeing stuff online. I'm like, Hmm, you know, it would make sense because obviously, like, you said, Nashville. And I was like, Okay, maybe they'll use him in some way. And when we heard this, I was like, Oh, there it is. There we go. But you're I right, thought- you're
1: right.
0: Boom! Their their hat dropping.
2: <laughs> I really liked your you know your whole impression. That was that that was so good.
0: Good job. Sp <laughs> three. Been, been practicing the lyrics. Yes.
1: <laughs> what was that? What was that event that Jeff Jarrett was recently a referee for? Was was it a GCW or was it NWA or it was something? Yes. Where yes. He it was NWA. Was fucking awful. The worst referee. He got the finish wrong, completely wrong. And WWE obviously must have not saw that because <laughs> this is not the guy you want to do with special guest referee He's gonna mess things up. He's gonna be worse than your regular refs. <laughs>
2: oh my god.
1: I'm not making this I up, mean- folks. He messed up. I forgot the exact circumstances, but uh, somebody did some outside interference. He thought it was the wrong person and he just... He, it was a clusterfuck. A clusterfuck.
0: Yeah, I think that was what it was in. Nick Aldis versus Matt Cardona. Yes.
1: And you, Yeah, and you had Mickey James out there and Chelsea Green, and somebody did interference, and he picked the wrong, accused the wrong person, gave the wrong. It's awful. It was awful. No <laughs> blows. Expect shenanigans And <laughs> Street Profits. Hussos. Expect oh shenanigans. Gosh. This won't solve anything. No,
0: no. It, it, it's going to be, yeah, this is not the person I would have picked. I, I thought they should have picked and should have went with, uh, you know, Sami Zayn being the referee. He was on commentary kind of saying, like, he wanted to be the referee. I would have dug that. And I like the Usos coming out to kind of have his back last night after he kind of confronted uh Theory after Theory defeated. I uh, know Theory lost to Madcap, lost by uh, disqualification, but Theory's been threatening to cash in money in the bank. So the honorary Usos had to step up with an arm in his, his arm in a sling and I like the Usos kind of backing him up. So I would have liked him to be the referee, but it's Nashville. So feel I'm for sure it. Sammy
2: Zayn will get involved in some way anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: And <laughs> yeah. Jeff Jarrett will ruin it.
1: Like, yeah, we won't see
0: it. <laughs> disqualified the Street Profits. Like, oh, Sammy interviewed for you, right? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know the storylines.
0: What's going on here? <laughs> We got Kevin X saying, oh, why, oh, why is the thought process that a special uh, guest referee would be better than a professional? Ken Shamrock is one thing, but Double J?
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, the, 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 the other referee for Money in the Bank, he was incompetent, and then Charles Robinson got hurt last night, so... Yeah, I guess they, they're like, Jeff Jarrett won't get hurt, so at least there's that. At
1: least there's I'm that. I'm proud of myself, by the way. Jeff Jarrett was my pick the entire time. I, I, I saw that it was in, Summer, where SummerSlam was at, I was like, Jeff Jarrett, it's going to be Jeff Jarrett. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really? I, I did not yeah. guess that at all. I wish I would have listened to you. I, I didn't hear you say it, but I wish I would have listened to
1: Watch you. Watch Logs, I mentioned it in
0: passing. Oh. You gotta, you gotta let me know these things. So I can put it out there in the masses. Put it out in, there yeah. in the ether. Um, we got a super chat. Well, now you can right? let
1: everyone know he's gonna fuck it up at SummerSlam. People <laughs> will look at you like, "Wow, this SP
0: three saw all along." <laughs> there you go. I will. I will do that. <laughs> Take uh, credit. We'll, we'll <laughs> take swords with a super chat donation. Thank you so much, good brother. Saying, let's hope Summerslam goes better than Jarrett at Triple Mania a few years ago. Oh yeah, he was awful at tri- Triple Mania as well. Oh, like, my God. Well, I don't, I don't even know about a few years ago. I just know the recent Triple Mania he was on. He wasn't that very good either. So when when Karen when his uh when his wife Karen Jarrett is the better of the two, it's not looking good. It's not. Well, looking what did good you guys forever. think
2: of him in GCW?
0: I was so dis I was there live at Hammerstein Ballroom when he defeated Effie and I was so pissed. I was like, why? <laughs> why in the hell? I was calling for Effie to win that one. Why the hell did Effie have to lose to Jeff Jarrett? And then I think a uh, recent report came out that they were going to do like a three-match series. But Jarrett re-signing with WWE. He's working like he's the head of like their live events now. Uh, him signing with WWE messed up GCW's plans. But the- GCW oh, should have learned anything. No, they the Hogan Shawn Michaels thing. The that <laughs> Jeff Jarrett Jeff Jarrett playing Hogan, where that was supposed to be a three match series that Hogan won the first one and Michaels was supposed to be in the previous two. He they, GCW should have learned from that and had Effie win the first match. Not the not the
1: uh, yes.
0: People gotta learn from history. That's history how you gotta be
1: so the so the veteran sticks around, you know, to get his win back. Exactly exactly
0: uh we got you my boy blue saying seeing jeff jerry killed it for me i was like why why the fuck is he here what the fuck does he have to do with this where is the fucking connection
1: that is some tv 14 uh comment right there we're gonna be talking about it shortly
0: um your boy also adding is he just there to hit Sami Zayn with a guitar for a cheap pop? One hundred percent. That's the first thought that I had, y'all. I, I when we had Zane's Jeff probably J, like, most likely. Sammy's taking the guitar shot. I was like, 100%. That's what I think is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> we got another super chat donation from Vala B, who said, Thank you so much, good brother. He says, It's Suffer Slam, baby. Why not go full on with the global force, Carney himself, Double J? He's from Tennessee. Welcome to My World, My World, Slap Nuts. That My World theme is my favorite. What is your favorite Jeff Jarrett theme song, Samara?
2: Oh, oh god. Jesus. I don't know!
0: I don't it's like, I... it's like he has some of the worst. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> and I was just asked what's my favorite wrestling theme and now you gotta make me pick between which Jeff Jarrett one I
0: <laughs> Which Jeff Jarrett one do you even like? <laughs> That's a better question.
2: <laughs> me trying to think. I'm like, uh, well, what's yours? Let me see what yours is first.
0: I kind of, I, I don't know. I kind of like the My World theme. It, it, it was, I don't know, because it, it, <laughs> I associated so much with those early days of TNA when he always used to, like, cheat to win. the, the When people talk about the Triple H Reign of Terror, I was like, lucky for you, you weren't watching TNA in those early years, because that was the real Reign of Terror, with Jeff Jarrett on top, beating people like Monty Brown and every oh WCW uh former alum that would come through, whether it's Kevin Nash or Macho Man or Diamond Dallas Page—he was beating them all. And then I would always hear
2: my world, my word, my word. I love that
1: thing. <laughs> what about you, Romeo? Uh, I like his WWE themes. I mean, the one that uh, I associate with Deborah more so, like you know that one. But also the, the slow one too—the slow one when he debuted. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that one but also the slow one too like he come out and just start talking on the microphone You remember that one
0: yes yes i do i do i can't i can't
1: i don't remember as
0: vividly as when you when you said the one that you associated with deborah i was like yeah that is yeah. i do associate that more with deborah than i do jared now um uh, yeah we, Another super chat here from uh, the Igor Buck Nick Jackson, who says, "Fuck Terrence from Florida." I-, I love how we are just going all TV fourteen on this edition of True Hell Heat. This is appropriate. This is appropriate. a lot of fucking. <laughs> a, lot of fucking. <laughs> a lot of fucking going around here. Right. Uh, <laughs> Next we had what we missed Was WWE Raw Speaking of the fucking we'll get to uh, Their change (laughs) that is coming up shortly But uh, the show this week They did 1.735 Million viewers the show Featured Dolph Ziggler making His return to cost theory His tag team main event matchup With Seth Rollins against Riddle and Bobby Lashley We also had uh, Carmella Beat Bianca Belair by Countout thanks to a distraction from Becky Lynch in a Raw Women's Championship matchup that actually sets up a rematch that's coming up this Monday night. And then the big news of the show or the big moment of the show was Brock Lesnar made his return and was confronted by Paul Heyman and theory before Alpha Academy attacked and were laid out by Brock with an F5 on Otis through the commentary table. That was impressive as hell. But Samira, what do you think about Dolph Ziggler returning? as a babyface to feud with Mr. Money in the Bank Theory.
2: I'm excited. It's been a while since we've seen, like, Dolph in the main kind of spotlight-ish. So I'm really excited about that to see, you know... What what are we missing from him like that we haven't like seen before? So I'm really excited about that. What's he gonna do? Can we just talk about Brock's outfit in that picture? I I can't even like the the flared legs. I'm ready for the cowboy hat. Like is this how he's showing up to Nashville? I'm ready for this. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> I don't know if I like the cowboy Brock or the boombox Brock though, because that was also funny too Ooh. when he had it with the money in the bank briefcase. That was so funny. <laughs>
0: It's close. It's close for me. It yeah, that that is true. It, it's close between those two, but um I'm going to go cowboy block because he just looks like he's having the greatest time ever in this in this role. It seems like so much fun for him. Romeo, what do you think about uh, Dolph Ziggler's new role in his return to WWE?
1: I mean, it's good to see him back. But, you know, this is this is gatekeeper stuff. This is, we need you to put over the kid theory. We need you to make him look good. And Dolph is going to do it, if anybody. If but, anybody uh, yeah, don't get do too it. hyped he about can. it, you know. That's what he's here to do. Don't get too hyped about his return.
0: I mean, he did it in NXT with uh, with Bond Breaker. So now he's here to do it with theory. So makes sense to me. Uh, speaking of NXT. Uh, boy, Fuck! boy. Boy oh boy Was this a shit show That we saw on Tuesday night You ruined it
1: You ruined
0: it 2.0 They did 582,000 viewers And the show featured One of the most The most Idiotic heel turns In recent memory As NXT Women's Tag Team Champion Cora Jade Betrayed her best friend and tag team partner, uh, co-NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, Roxanne Perez, to cost her the NXT Women's Championship match against Mandy Rhodes. And then, the cherry on top of it all, <laughs> <she laughs> Cora Jade's skateboard broke in mid-air when Cora attacked Perez with it, and my, if if that wasn't bad enough, watching that, the Peacock edit, I don't know if y'all have seen this, but they did a Peacock edit for this segment, where they had the skateboard disappear in midair when it broke.
1: Yes. Yes. Impressive. What? (laughs) And they fast-forwarded it, too. They they, uh, made the speed go faster.
2: Oh my god!
1: So ridiculous, so bad. Uh, the Rusty Observer
0: newsletter reports that the turn went exactly as it was planned from the beginning, which the makes it even more was... stupid. <laughs> they were the having a plan, is... no, plan to break
2: in midair. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. Talking about no, no. I know, I
2: know, I know. <laughs> I know, but I was like, that's the plan. We're supposed to break in midair. <laughs>
0: Like, like, that's how the skateboard was, bro? to oh, okay. that makes all the sense I, I'm now. guessing it went
2: well, as planned. There you go.
0: <laughs> it went <laughs> as planned. The plan was always for Cora and Roxanne to win the tag team titles from Toxic Attraction, and then Jade would turn on her the next week. NXT will likely announce the status of the titles next week on next week's show. Romeo, what is your response to this baffling, idiotic, stupid illogical heel turn that we saw on NXT
1: 2.0 it's absolutely horrible storytelling they should have never won the tag titles in the first place if you want to do this if you want to go this route them winning the tag titles makes this turn like it doesn't justify what cora J did it's so stupid and how do you not think that through like how do you think winning the tag titles is a good first step and then the very next week turning her and then now now you got this garbage tag team that cannot coexist and now you're gonna have to probably do something with the tag titles which you know doesn't go well when you can't even book the main roster tag titles or which are non-existent now and now you got the nxt tag titles on a team that's pretty much broken up and i love Anika wilson's comment here because i could see like that there's a there's a like a metaphor in here somewhere where the skateboard broke it's like the skateboard was telling you this storyline is dumb <laughs> we should not be doing this i do not want to hit roxanne right now it's like it's like the skateboard had a mind of its own it, 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 you should have known from watching that that this is all dumb
0: it was all downhill the skateboard went into business for themselves yeah um <laughs> skateboard was like nope I'm not with the shits I'm not with the shits and Ninja Mortis uh he says please god let Jimmy have to review 2.0 if you would have heard I don't know if you watched AE Rebel this week Romeo but Jimmy I told about because the chat was asking me to tell him about the angle and he was like this is the problem with WWE and Tony Khan he was like even the stupidest uh angles if you sound if you read it out he's like he sounded awesome to him It sounded. Something- he started laughing. He was like, "That sounds great." <laughs> Outside of the skateboard breaking in midair, he was like, "That sounds great." He's like, "That's bad, the Jimmy. issue." <laughs> Oh, we also got Ace who says the bot show. Yes, it, it was. It was totally, totally, uh, a mess. It was a mess. Uh, the Negro buck, Nick Jackson with a super chat donation. Thank you so much for that one saying. So she broke the skateboard that she doesn't even know how to ride because she doesn't need it. So why not break it? Right. Why not just break it? Just makes, makes more of the sense to me. Um, yeah, does, th- does this... Uh, do you think that WWE is going to even try to make sense of this, Samara? I,
2: I don't even know, because... This didn't even make sense to begin with. Like what why would you split them up like that while they're still the women's champs like that? Why would you do that? Like, is this the plan to get rid of all the women's tag titles since they don't have it on the main roster? So we're just gonna get rid of it out of NXT? Like, is this the plan here? Like, but I don't know, like that why that that was so dumb. I was not expecting for that to happen. Like that I knew like I felt like Roxanne wasn't gonna win the title, obviously right now, but to do it in this way was really dumb and i don't exactly know how they're gonna fix this from here or like you know go on like how what do you do what do you do with these tag titles what do you, what's gonna happen like why do you do this now
1: that, that's actually
0: a good theory that they're trying to erase the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships so no one will think about the WWE Women's Tag Team titles. It's like Women's Tag Team Championships never existed. They're trying to Thanos snap it or give us the men in black pen to make us forget that wow. Women's Tag Team Wrestling existed. That's it actually not work theory.
1: because here we are talking about it. It didn't work.
2: Because <laughs> that's what I thought of. I'm like, okay, like, are they trying to, like, maybe slowly disappeared the title since the main roster one isn't there technically. So are they getting rid of these? Like that's what my that's what I thought. I was like, okay, like why are you doing that for? And that doesn't make yeah. sense. And then but, and then to do it with this storyline is just dumb. Like why? Like it's happened me, so quickly.
1: Yeah. And, and meanwhile you do have a women's tag team there with um Kaden and Katana perfectly capable. Of uh, being tag champs, they've been a tag team, an actual tag team, not a makeshift tag team, for quite some time now. They've improved in the ring, um, but no, let's 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 put the tag titles and let's run this storyline,
0: run this storyline to the ground. That's what exactly what they're doing. So. Hey, yes, and they re- did it with re-
1: Ambrose and Rollins, that doesn't make it any better that they re-did yeah.
0: it. <laughs> exactly. It was stupid exactly. then, it's stupid now. Yeah. That that was just for shock value after Roman, you know, said that he had leukemia and they wanted like the shocker of them winning the tag team titles and then Ambrose turned on them and then they were like shuffling to figure out where to put the tag team titles afterwards. It doesn't make it any better this time. And the fact that they went through at the very least two months of storylines in two hours i was just like (laughs) yo the show doesn't know what to do with this house they could have done like a whole weeks of who done it and they wasted they wasted the the who done it reveal for one show one freaking show i was i was so embarrassed to be watching that show even even my missus who barely watches wwe walked in saw that ending and she was like well that was stupid it's like you don't even know the storyline, and you know it's stupid,
1: <laughs> Bruce. Bruce, who booked this shit, Bruce? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a very good impersonation. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Ninja
0: Mortis said, "Said, can you remind us why there are even NXT women's tag belts? Oh, in I can. Place? Yeah, go ahead. Robin. I
1: can. You know the 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 main roster women's tag titles." They, they, just, they were very uh, hesitant about ever going to NXT and ever messing with the NXT women's tag teams. So NXT was like, all right, let's just make our own tag team championships. We'll treat them a lot better than uh, the main roster ones. And, you know, <laughs> they, in a sense, they, they are because they exist and the other ones don't right now. But, but there's still a level of stupidity in, in the booking. So. What do you uh, say? I didn't
0: know. I, I mean, it is an upgrade from the WWE Women's Tag Team titles because at least these exist. So. I guess there's that. But if you want to talk about some good women's wrestling from this past week, uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro had Summer Princess 2022 show. It was main evented by Shoko Nakajima defeating Rika uh, Tatsumi in a great main event to retain the TJPW Princess of Princess Championship. Rio's AA Cannon uh, beat the Magical Sugar Rabbit in a really good tag team match to win the TJPW. W princess tag team titles. Yes. <laughs> that's that's uh that's Yuka Sakazaki's tag team, by the way. Magical sugar rabbits. I was like Love that name. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> that for sure. And then the big, the big uh, match of the show that had ramifications for over here in the states for AEW. A lot of AEW people on the show was Shida, uh, Yuusakizaki, Riho, and the AEW Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa. She lost to Miyu Yama. Yamashka uh, in another great matchup to earn a shot at the AEW Women's World Championship. Uh, Thunder Rosa confirmed on Dynamite this week that she will defend against Yamashka Uh, for the title when she returns to the united states uh do you want to see more of kind of aew doing these traveling champions samara you had Pac this week he was on revolution pro in the uk versus shoto Amino for the aew atlantic championship thunder rosa says she wants to go back to tokyo so you want to see more of aew kind of intermingling throughout you know the world now Oh, absolutely. I like how they're, like, they've been
2: doing this, like, with, you know, different promotions, like, going all over the world. It shows, like, that they're, you know, willing to work together with other people to do these kind of, like, you know, different feuds and not just, like, the ones on your roster, and I really like that. It's very interesting to see, and i am like like also curious like where else will they go who else will they feud them with but hopefully they continue to keep on doing that and then they bring them over onto AEW and give them another like bigger platform here in the U.S. for the U.S. people to see and get into as well so I really love that
0: I did. I did like this, and I love this show. It's uh, it was free—a two-week free trial that they had on Russell Universe for people who want to go back and watch it. You get two weeks free if you if you don't like it, of course you could cancel. But it's definitely a great a great platform that has DDT Pro as well. Uh, Negro Bucks saying, I really got to start watching more TJPW. Those Yoshi wrestlers are a different breed such a fun show i really i really enjoyed that show and it it was a good show to kind of start off if you're not really into tokyo joshi pro like i said they had a lot of people that you might have seen from aew even somebody that we seen in our in our time uh watching uh you know old school raw and nitro romeo they had aja kong on this show at 50 years old she was on the show yes
1: oh man that's crazy (laughs) I was like I was like this is a show
0: I can get into because they she had up the names that I was yes the same As he was back in like 1995 it was crazy Uh, But the last show that We missed this week of course as usual We ended off with Impact on Access TV they had Honor No More uh, getting another Huge win over The Bullet Club in an 8 man Tag team main event Uh, You also had Josh Alexander And the Motor City Machine Guns Defeating Violent by Design In a fun 6 man tag team opening. After the match, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley stared at Josh Alexander's Impact World Championship, and it was announced later in the show by Scott Demore that we're going to have a battle of the Motor City Machine Guns on next week's show, and the winner between Shelley and Saban will vs. Josh Alexander on August 12th at Impact Emergence. Uh, Also, Chelsea Green defeated mickey james with her feet on the ropes which made james leave questioning if she will return to impact wrestling but of course everybody was mostly talking about mickey james and chelsea green making out during this matchup that went viral <laughs> so wrestling fans are you know, wrestling fans but <laughs> impact wrestling with another really good show as we transition in our news rundown. I want to see if there's any other comments to feature here. We got uh, Vicente Guerrero saying Rosa versus Yamashka uh, was a good match, but follow up was a bit light. Thunder Rosa should have been angry about losing in her interview. on. It was on Dynamite days later. Not yay Thunderstorm. I do I do understand that. Um, We also got Annika saying... I would have tried to sh- pretend it
1: never happened. I would have tried to ignore it. <laughs> Like, uh, maybe nobody saw it.
0: Annika saying, uh, should your champion be losing? I think, well, this whole thing was set up by Tony Khan that he wanted to kind of set up a reason for Mio Mashka to return to the United States and be able to get a shot at the AEW Women's World Championship because they have their whole rankings. You have to kind of beat the champion if you're not in the rankings to get an opportunity. So this was an easy way to do that. He wanted to set up this championship matchup, but he didn't want to just do it cold. You know, just have it announced. Oh, they're gonna verse for the AEW Women's World Champion because fans would have been like how what did uh, Mashka do to even deserve a title opportunity, but getting the win here that's how it makes sense to me uh, And we got Wrestling for Life Network joining us. Thank you for joining us We appreciate that if you haven't already drop a thumbs up on this video share it with your friends subscribe if you are new and Let's get into our news rundown as the major news of the week, the WWE news is, of course, it appears the PG era is over. Samara and Romeo of Monday Night Raw and it might it might be over for good. We don't know either or. It seems like a very confusing report here but the Matman podcast's Andrew Zarian reported on Friday that WWE Monday Night Raw is moving its TV rating up to TV 14 starting next week on USA Network. Per Zarian uh, starting July 18th the show will no longer be TVPG and with will be TV 14 instead. WWE and USA Network have not yet confirmed the content rating news. WWE has been presenting its program in TV PG rated format since July 2008. So going on 14 years exactly. This is when this news uh, came out. A new report had more details on WWE's Raw's potential move to TV 14. Andrew Zarian gave an update noting that there is some hesitation regarding if this is the right move and noted that the internal memo within USA Network was sent out prematurely and the day was not finalized. So it's not It's not exactly going to be this Monday, July 18th. Fightful Select then came out with a report that they've been able to confirm. They were conflicting messages at the network about the change and the source in WWE hadn't heard of the change yet, but we're looking into the situation. The latter site adds that a move to TV 14 may not mean a significant content change pointing out that NXT has shown more edgy content lately, but it's still rated TV PG. Uh, Cable shows are not required to meet a certain standard in regard to hit certain ratings, uh, though input into the content from networks and sponsors is always taken from uh, for effect. Next week's Raw is still listed as TVPG as of now, and there has been no word of any specific ch- uh, direction change or order in terms of WWE's programming as of yet. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that the change to TV P- uh 14, if it happens, was a decision made by the USA Network and not WWE. The change was expected to happen on July 18th, but as noted, that has not been finalized and now TV listens still have the program as TVPG. If the change does happen, it would be unlikely to include blood as the company has been against that in recent years. It's also unlikely that WWE would go back to storylines that demeaned women as they were in the Attitude Era. However, it could include more coarse language such as USA Accepting, Brock Lesnar using the word shit-kicking on last week's episode of Monday Night Raw. Can you say that one more
1: time? I didn't hear you. Can you say that one more time? I didn't hear you.
0: Shit-kicking. Shit-kicking.
1: Shit-kicking. Yes, Uh, there were a rare of
0: it when they got the script. And uh, when Lesnar said it, they were able to do a sound edit for the word. But Samara, what do you think overall about this news of the uh, TV-14 rating? And do you think it's going to have any type of significant impact on the quality of WWE Raw?
2: Well, I'm excited about it. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, they don't have to, like, change... So much of it, like 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 you said, they're probably not going to do, obviously, like, Blood and, like, something, like, so crazy. Because they still have, like, younger viewers watching. So you don't want to, like, do too much. But, you know, I think it's going to be, like, obviously you're going to get your curse words thrown in. Because, uh, like, I, I already see the comment right now. What everybody's been talking. It's Seth F. and Rollins. Like, I, I'm excited for that one. That one was good. And, but, like I said, I think it'll be a good... Thing for them i mean there's a lot of like older people watching the show and you want to bring out a more edgier side like nxt 2.0 but this also means like is smackdown also going to change over to like what does that mean for the rest of you know their shows is like raw the only one going to be 14 if it happens
1: fox is like you're not doing that shit on national <laughs> tv keep that shit on cable
0: yeah, that's what I that's what I, exactly what I said when uh I heard that question. I was like, no, Smackdown will still be PG because it's on Fox. They have a different level and you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, Smackdown's quality, yeah, it's been off, but it's still the most watched show in wrestling, but it's on yeah. it's the one that's on network television. So that's another reason why it won't go to TV14 and that's another reason why they are watched by so many people because they get to a lot of like families and homes. Even if you don't have cable, you can get Fox. So that's the reason why we got a question here or a statement here from uh, from Nick Jackson after TV14 comes back. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Seth fucking Rollins, and it's going to be welcome to Monday night fucking Raw, that's what I mean Uh, Romeo, you watch Raw every single week, do you think that this would cause a significant change to what you see every
1: Monday night over three hours? Um no, because the old man is still in charge and the old man doesn't sound like he wants to go fully on board with this this sounds more like USA pushing it onto them wanting raw to be more edgy more edgier and more adult oriented because USA the network that's that's the uh the direction they're going with their shows you know they're they're more adult oriented Uh, the more edgier like remember when usa had that whole uh campaign they've had a few campaigns like characters welcome and they would focus on wwe and all the characters that that raw had you know now they want to do a new campaign with their network, and, and wwe does not sound on board at all it sounds like they're begrudgingly gonna go through with this but nothing's gonna change um NXT. I also watch NXT. It, it when it when it went to uh, 2.0, they they did try to like make it edgier and raunchier. And as you see, nobody watches. So it's not like it doesn't correlate to viewership and fans tuning in. Um, uh, WWE does not sound like they're all that interested in this. If 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 they slap a TV 14 on it, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be the same show with maybe a little bit more cursing. Like, not not what people are expecting.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm like... I'm kind of on the fence with this. I don't think it's going to have any significant change to the quality. But, you know, dropping, you know, the, the, the S bomb, the shit bomb, or the fucking bomb might be
1: a little but, bit interesting. Might be something. Sorry that to interrupt you. The next day. Sorry to interrupt you, but which Brock Lesnar does all the time, anyways. Like, <laughs> he doesn't care. He doesn't care what the rating is. Brock Lesnar is going to be Brock Lesnar, anyways. This is true. This true. Is true. It's just a I matter just wanted... of can Becky Lynch come out here and do that shit too? Like, oh, oh my man. god, yes. Let her do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I see some stuff it.
2: about uh, Charlotte when she returns. They're like, watch her. Oh, middle stopped. fingers everywhere.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I gotta edit it out the last time I tried this. Let me just pull it out there. Oh, <laughs> so it should be very interesting this would probably be a story that we talk about more maybe next week on true hill heat but let's talk about the latest update when it comes to mercedes Vernado, aka sasha banks the c2e2 convention in chicago has announced that sasha banks will be one of the guests at their event next month she's advertised under her real name mercedes Vernado. uh Fightful select reports that several wrestling conventions reached out after the announcement to Banks and were told that it wouldn't happen until 2023 and all wrestling related promoters that she was uh, only taking non-wrestling related bookings until 2022 was over. Other convention organizers confirmed that they had reached out to her reps and were given a firm and specific rate. Banks has not yet uh, been officially confirmed as released from WWE and one promoter who reached out said they can't imagine her not being released at this point. Uh, There's no word if her not accepting wrestling related bookings are a personal choice or something contractually mandated at this time. Also, according to Fightful Select, Banks' axing price as of now was $30,000 based on the opportunity, which is related specifically to an appearance, not to work a match. One promoter told the site that was exactly as expected as she should have a high demand considering the situation. Banks left the company on her own terms and has not previously been a part of the convention scene and has a passionate fan base who will support her regardless of where they have to go. It was also noted that Banks is one of the most prominent just-off TV stars they've received a price for and said it's a price comparable to Sting. Less than only Ric Flair, Goldberg, Shawn. Michaels and Hulk Hogan uh, the promoter said that they that would be more than happy to book her at that price because they know they'd make their money back on it. One promoter added that while WWE has not yet an, uh, officially confirmed Banks' release, the conversation about being booked wouldn't have made it as far as it did if she was still fully with the company. Additionally, PW Insider reports that Banks has at least one other potential convention signing appearance scheduled for later this fall. and expected to be announced in the next few weeks, Sasha. WWE status is unknown but it's rumored she was removed from the company's internal roster after she and her tag team partner Naomi walked out of Raw earlier in May. Samira what do you think about this whole drama concerning Sasha Banks and Naomi that we pretty much have been dealing with for the past two months since they walked out on the May 16th edition of Monday Night Raw. There's been a lot of are they or are they not still signed with WWE and now the latest news of Sasha making this appearance at the convention in Chicago
2: well it's crazy it's been two months of this already now like I thought like when this was going on this would all be like cleared up maybe like within a week or something but it just kept like as stuff and time went along and stuff was coming out it just didn't something was like really off I just think you know they did what they had to do what was best for them And, you know, that's and she knows her worth. And if she feels like I don't know if they're specifically still with the the company like they were saying, like, I don't feel like talks would have went that far if she was still with the company. So I don't I don't think that they're with them. And maybe right now, like she's taking time for herself and not wrestling, like letting her body heal. So then if she is going to take bookings in 2023, then that's when her body's healed up and then she'll start wrestling where wherever it might be. And some people are saying, like, 30000 is a lot. But celebrities are charging more. And she's done a lot with her career, like, in WWE and out of WWE. She should, you know, she knows her worth and knows what to charge for. So I don't think 30000 is too much, honestly, for her. Uh, I don't know what, you know, she'll charge for bookings for wrestling. I'm sure it'll be, I don't know, like, less than that. I don't know what they would charge for that. But, like, I feel her and Naomi will be fine and do good wherever they may end up and they just did what was best for them and if wwe doesn't want to keep them and you know help them out and listen to them that you know that's their loss at the end of the day they're gonna succeed wherever they go
0: yeah and i i think that this whole price thing yeah it kind of caused like a uh weird to me like people getting up in arms i thought that that was a very reasonable price what do you think about this latest news
1: here romeo Yeah, let me say something. If you're one of those dweebs on Twitter, uh, crying and complaining, how does Sasha charge $30,000? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. There's this little thing called supply and demand. If people are willing to pay the price, then pay the price. There it is. There's nothing to complain about. Supply and demand. If Sasha Banks is, is worth that, then that's what Sasha Banks is worth. And congrats to Mercedes, you know? go out there and make that bag make that money you know no problem with that thirty thousand dollars i mean shut the hell up shut up exactly
0: (laughs) i think we're all in agreement there people need to stop if they they obviously don't know the business if they're complaining or saying that's too much Uh, Plus, now she's added actress to her resume yeah that bumps the price yes and it's the way she left WWE as well that actually factors into the price as well she wasn't supposed to be available for these type of conventions right now it's due to this whole you know weird way that she's left the company or seemingly has left the company uh speaking of her leaving the company the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships have been vacant by Sasha Banks and Naomi's uh Raw walkout and a new report suggests that that may not change anytime soon According to the FIFO Select, Talent has received no word of when or if the tournament will actually happen to determine new women's tag team champions. And they say they've heard of no discussions at all regarding the championships since the initial announcement was made. Uh, the titles have not been mentioned in any real capacity on WWE TV since they were vacated. Samara, do you think we are ever going to see the WWE women's tag team titles again?
2: I'm not even sure it just like goes back like how I was saying before about like is this like also a like a thing to take them off NXT as well so then there's no belts for them down there either like I don't know like we've gone without them for two months and it was crazy how like they announced oh we're having this tournament and then you don't talk about it again like wh- why why don't you say like okay like you know we're not gonna do them for a while or we're not like and like nobody knows anything like I don't understand it I understand that like they don't have any. You know, they were teaming up some people that were not originally tag teams, and then the ones that you did have, they would break them up, like, I I don't know, they just, they need a good tag team division as well at the same time, but it's like, when are we going to even see that again if they don't, you know, make a plan for it, or, like, plan it out properly? But hopefully they do bring them back, because, you know, those are important, like, the women's, the women deserve to have that as well, but, like, why are you being so quiet about it? Like, then come on like do something
0: (laughs) yeah it's like it's been kind of weird that now we're going on like two months since they made that announcement of the tournament and nothing nothing no references they rarely have women's tag team matches anymore at all unless it's Alexa Bliss and insert tag team partner versus uh, do drop and Nikki (laughs) on a Monday Night Raw Uh,
1: either either get rid of them all either get rid of them all because you obviously don't know how to book the NXT ones either or start taking this shit seriously one or the other and then all right if you want to get rid of the, the the nxt women's tag titles and then just create one women's tag titles that goes to everyone and you take nxt a lot more seriously than you ever have then it's okay but you don't know how to book them anyway so what's the point
0: point? and wwe says i choose neither um, <laughs> <we> <laughs> held the live event over last weekend in uh, Sacramento where Liv Morgan defended the SmackDown Women's title against Natalya and Ronda Rousey. The finish saw Morgan hitting her finisher Oblivion on Natalya to get the win. However, immediately after the pin, Natalya popped up and said some words to Morgan and walked off. Uh, she responded to this on social media in a now-deleted tweet where she said that she told Liv Morgan, thank you, and then got out of the ring. Uh, She also responded to various reports about it, saying that it was a slow news day, and uh, Dave Meltzer shed some light on the topic on Wrestling Observer Radio, where Meltzer reported that there was an issue involving Natalia backstage. However, whatever the issue was, it reportedly had nothing to do with Liv Morgan at all. Additionally, Meltzer stated stated that whatever the situation was with Natalia, it was apparently cleared up the same night. Night. the incident took place and the issue is now said to be over and done with but the exact nature of what caused the issue is unknown you say bullshit romeo why
1: i saw footage of the match live morgan sort of messed up a sling blade and it turned into a ddt it was a little a little weird um and then right after that they sort of like eventually go to the finish. And this very out of character of Natalia, what she did, like no selling, pointing the finger. There's no way she said thank you. That was that was a bullshit tweet too. Oh, I was telling her thank you. Shut up. No, you weren't. <laughs> they look a lot serious in that, but you know, they swept it under the rug. I guess they settled it backstage and it happens, I guess.
0: And even despite that, I, I was talking about their matchup last night on uh, SmackDown. They seemed a little off. They like usually Natalya matches. I'm not really into a lot because character is lacking to say the least. But just the the matches are usually a lot more smoother than it was last night. So I don't know if there's still some underlying tension there, but. I digressed. Uh, in some good news, in an interview with ESPN, Big E gave an update on his health after suffering uh, a broken neck back in March, uh, noting he will make a full recovery he said that his neck will be evaluated at the six to nine month periods and but doctors won't be sure when he'll be cleared to return to the ring until march 2023 he landed on his neck after a botched belly to belly suplex from rich holland on the march 11th episode of smackdown on how he's handled the injury he said and i quote honestly it hasn't been a dark it hasn't been a dark period i'm so thankful for all the people who checked in on me and reached out, uh, who have concerns. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying every day is the greatest ever for me, but I really haven't struggled with that type of stuff. On Ridge Holland, he said, I have no issue whatsoever with Rich." He reached out and said some very kind things. What we do is dangerous and there are inherent dangers. And to that degree, we all kind of know what we sign up for. And it was unfortunate that it went down that way, but I'm not dead. I'm alive. I'm doing well. Biggie also recently spoke with TNT. TMZ Sports for a new interview and talked about his current status, uh, his, and his possible return to the ring and what happens if he can't do that on, if he'd be content, if he can't step in the ring again, he says, yeah, I think so. Because I just honestly, my philosophy as a human being is learning to be content with whatever life brings you. I'm so grateful to not be in a wheelchair, but if I was, I would have to adjust to life in a wheelchair. That's just how I'm programmed because." If I spent hours or days or weeks kind of mourning where I'm at in life and life not being what I wanted it to be, that doesn't serve me. Again, it's like the old, that old premise of drinking poison and expecting your enemy to die. It doesn't make sense. So worrying about it, stressing about it only hurts me. It's not useful. I think I'll be at peace with whatever happens. Whether I can wrestle again, I'll be at peace with that. If I can't wrestle again, so be it. My limbs were it could have been very different for me, and there's a lot of life to live regardless. Big E also revealed in the interview that he will be taking part in the WWE tryout that is taking place during SummerSlam weekend. But Samira, what's your thoughts on Big E? And is there is there any wrestler that is more beloved than Big E right now? Just hearing him like his thoughts and how positive he is, it just makes me love him even more.
2: I, I couldn't agree more. I feel like everybody loves him and everybody wants him to, you know, be well. Cause he has just like, he's so positive about it. And like, at, like everything, like he goes, okay, if I, if this would have been worse, okay. Like I could adjust. like, I'm, he's just has this positive energy. And I'm like, so I was so happy to hear that he, you know, he's going to recover. And then, you know, whenever's the time he will be able to come back. I was, I was so excited to hear that, you know, and that he's doing well and. I'm just really excited for him to come back, like, as soon as it's over. And, you know, to even mention Ridge Holland, because I know, like, you know, it it happens. It does happen. You know, sometimes you make mistakes and, you know, they put their bodies on the line. And I'm glad, like, you know, he did, like, mention, like, hey, you know, it, it was an accident. We've talked. There's no, you know, bad blood. And I love that. And I just, I just, like, love the way how he conducts himself. And he's, like, real. And he's just, I just love the positiveness that he has. And he's just, like, and he's just doing it. So I can't wait for him to, you know, eventually return and he heals up, and I'm happy he's gonna be in Nashville to do like the tryouts and stuff. That's really exciting, and you know, hopefully, you know, when he does come back, he'll, oh my God, they're just gonna have like the best time. And I saw somebody say about like, uh, he'll come back, and if they do TV14, oh my God, God help us all oh, with boy. New Day and TV14, <laughs> that will be hilarious. I'm telling you,
1: gotta get him all wrong. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh. Yes.
0: Yeah get Biggie on Raw if it is TV-14. Oh my
2: god, that would be so
1: funny. Biggie's return is going to be awesome. He's going to get like the biggest pop. Um, I'm glad they're keeping him busy with something to do like with the tryout stuff and thing, you know. Get him out there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Keep him busy. Keep him positive. That's what we love to hear. But speaking of TV 14 and injuries, gotta talk about some Cody Rhodes. Uh, In an interview with Busted Open Radio, Cody Rhodes said that doctors have not given him a timeline for recovery from his torn pectoral muscle. He suffered uh, the injury last month, but still wrestled at WWE Hell Cell, revealing the gruesome extent uh, of the injury before the match began. Uh, he said, and I quote There's a lot of people who have had knee injuries, back injuries, sometimes spinal and neck. When it comes to the titty, your pec, it is a strange injury. Uh, they tied that sucker back to your bicep. I had Dr. Dungeon Dungeons. Uh, he's the best in the world to do it. Uh, the problem with him doing it is he knows me and they are being very coy. I was told the last time I was there for my checkup after PT, personal uh, physical training, they are not going to give me a timeline just yet for when I'm going to be back because they are afraid that if they give me that timeline, I'm going to try and jump it by a month or two. The surgery was really, I almost hemorrhaged in the surgery because there was so much blood. People have seen the picture Of it in the match, it was pretty gnarly. What did you, what was your response to that uh, Cody injury and him wrestling with it back at Hell in a Cell, Samara? Oh my
2: God. When I saw, like, just when I saw it, I was like, oh my God. I was like, how is he going to do this? Like, how? I, I just, I didn't know what, like, I was like, he's gonna make this worse, like, they really gotta like, make sure and protect him, but then as we saw everything that happened and then on Raw, like, I was like, oh, jeez, I was like, oh my god. I just, you know, hope, I like, he is doing okay and that he, he takes the time that he needs to properly heal, because that was, I was like, oh my god, like, just seeing that picture, every time I see that picture, I'm like, oh my god, no, 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 I'm like, but I just hope he's doing well and then he takes his time to recover, because he came back and that was just, like, insane like just even being there like oh my god like uh but like you know i hope he takes the time to heal and like then he'll come back when he's you know ready and supposed to not rush everything
0: yeah Annika said it best that's so wrong when the doctor knows your butt will try to (laughs) overdo it Darn he knew. he it, was like, you need
2: to take your time. I'm not telling you right now.
0: He's <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you later. I ain't telling you right now. Just recover, just cover. Uh, but... In, in some more serious news, of course, last Friday, last week's show, we talked about the new report from the Wall Street Journal alleged that Vince McMahon paid over $12 million to four women to cover up sexual misconduct and infidelity. Vince McMahon was still at uh, that night's SmackDown, where it was said to be business as usual. In the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer spoke about the reactions among the talent and noted that there was a total variety of views regarding the situation. One person stated that you know that what you get into when you get into this business what you get into. Another noted that Vince didn't sell it and no one was really talking about it because you don't want to talk about it or you'll get in trouble. That person added that if people were overheard uh, talking about it that they would get in serious trouble. Finally a third source was very concerned and felt that paying money to cover up an affair is one thing but once coercion uh, is involved it ties into a former wrestler getting devoted. That's something else. There Wall Street Journal reporters Joe Palanzo Pizzano and uh, Ted Mann broke the big story about Vince McMahon's hush payments allegations. And the two recently discussed their work on the story with Busted Open Radio. Palazzano and Mann were the reporters who broke the story about the WWE board investigating Vince McMahon over a $30 million alleged hush, hush payment to an employee he was in a relationship with. And as well as the follow-up story that he had allegedly paid an additional $12 million to four women over 16 years. Uh, The two on Busted Open Radio said, Pazano first, uh, said that they first heard of the story when uh, sources told us it was in April, and that WWE's board was investigating this $3 million agreement with a woman who worked with McMahon, and it basically took from April until we published our story to firm that up and get additional sources. And understand what it was that the board was doing. Pazano said on why they reported it. uh, A couple of reasons. First of all, Wall Street Journal covers public companies. And WWE is a public company. And this is clearly a a government... an issue uh we write for investors and when your board of directors is investigating something like this it's pretty interesting the board and its 12 member board four of those members are insiders meaning that they will work for the company and eight are independent when if it comes down to it vince uh controls the company and this is a uh, governor's uh, issue, it's important for our readers to understand what's going on. We knew these allegations while the company is saying this is a consensual relationship with this woman. We stated hearing about other issues that were not consensual, and we see we feel those are things that needed to be reported as well. Samara, what was your reaction to this latest report that kind of was, like, the flood coming down on WWE as far as more allegations for Vince?
2: Ugh. Honestly, I was, like, I felt, I felt like, not shocked because I was just, like, it's, like, once you heard that as, like, uh, the first one, I was, like, okay, are we going to hear more? Like, we're probably, there has to be something else, and then that came out, and I'm, like, oh, my God, like, this is insane. Like, hearing, like like, specifically this, though, I'm just, like, what the... Like, oh my god. And I, I don't know exactly... It's like, what what happens from here? Like, is he gonna... Is he still gonna be around? Like, I know we discussed this this week on, like, The Pillars, to Post, and we all had, like, our, you know, opinions, and, like, it's just, like, is it... Is he really gonna, though, step away fully from WWE, though? Is this what's gonna happen? Like, and what's gonna happen from here? Are we going to court? What's gonna, what's gonna happen to Vince McMahon from here? Are more people gonna come forward? Like, like it's it's just a very insane story i remember like i'm like it's like breaking and i'm at work and i'm like looking on my phone i'm like what the heck is going on i'm like jeez it's it's real serious
0: yeah, like, the, the affair and stuff is one thing, but when it comes to, like, the former wrestler, that's when it, beca- it became, like, quite serious, and it's something that I think is going to go further and longer than people probably kind of expected it would be, because more Bold of prediction. This stuff is is going to come out.
1: Bold prediction. More of this stuff comes out the Friday before SummerSlam.
0: I can say that. I can see that. That's a big weekend and there's going to be all these reporters there and you know they're going to do like a press junket and stuff. They're going to ask, people are going to ask superstars about this stuff and they're going to be told you can't ask this type of <laughs> stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah, oh, They'll
2: probably, probably be like, you can't ask about the Wall Street Journal, all that stuff. Like you, you can't even mention or we'll kick you out probably. <laughs>
0: Immediately, yeah, that's what they're going to tell them Like Before pe- the reporters And wrestling journalists even get there uh, Speaking of More to do with this whole situation Rita Chatterton Is the former WWE female Referee who alleged uh, That Vince McMahon tried to force her Into sexual acts back in the 1980s uh, She recalled how Pat Patterson tried to stop her From working her first WWE Gig in a recent interview uh, She accused Vince McMahon of sexual assaulting her back in 1986 and with the Cheap Heat production podcast and talked about her experiences in WWE. Chatterton's allegations against Vince were brought back into the spotlight in the wake of this new report on uh, Visek Man's conduct, on Pat Patterson trying to stop her from first uh, her first WWE booking as a referee. She said, uh, Pat Patterson, Jay Strombo, and Richard Herney uh, came walking over to me and Pat Patterson ga- got a fistful of money and he says here take this i looked at him and i said what's that he says you're getting paid for tonight but you're not refereeing anything i looked at him and said yes i am look if i don't referee tonight i will sue you personally and i will sue i will sue you and i will sue you uh, and i pointed to the other two and i said and then i will sue the wwe because i'm i'm a good referee and i've worked hard for it and yes i am I am working they storm away rich herning uh, looks at him, looks at me and smiles and says he knows me he just assigned me so I ended up doing my first uh, match was a woman's tag team match and I found out a few months later that Pat Patterson told the woman to break my legs and make sure I never want walked into to get wanted to get into the ring again luckily being woman instead of doing anything to hurt me they helped me and that's how I got started but it was crazy. It was a crazy world. Things were so much different back then, but luckily the women knew that you had to work 10 times as hard for a quarter of the recognition that the men got at the time. So instead of doing anything that hurt me, they actually helped me. So it was my first experience. Wow. Yeah, that's wild.
1: (laughs) That is wild.
0: Man, like, uh, I know, I know, you know, we always try to res- respect the uh, dead on this show, but there's been a lot of information about Pat Patterson that doesn't look good in retrospect. Uh, he His whole scandal with, like, the Ring Boys back in, like, this time, this era, and now this whole situation. Yeah, doesn't look good for, you know, his legacy. A
1: lot of skeletons in that closet.
0: Seems like it. Seems like it for sure. But,. In more current news, it was reported earlier this month that Io Shirai has not signed a new deal with WWE and could be a free agent soon. Shirai responded in a brief Twitter post with a vomiting emoji next to the (laughs) word of rumors, seemingly denying the reports that she was on her way out. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that Shirai has still not signed any contract that has been offered to her and those in NXT believe she will return to Japan and stardom. Now that stardom has the financial backing of Bushi Road. However, sources in stardom weren't aware if she would come back, although they believed she would move to Japan if not with WWE. If she lets her contract expire uh, without a renewal, she could work anywhere in- immediately and she had been injured and hasn't been used for months And has but has been training at the Performance Center as of late. Those who know her from Japan said that she went to WWE with the goal of going to the main roster. They believe that she would stay in WWE if she were given a main roster deal. WWE has recently made an offer, and her current deal has not yet expired. Uh, Samira, do you think that WWE will make a last-ditch effort and offer her a spot on the main roster to keep her?
2: I mean, I would hope so, like why wouldn't you offer her a spot on the main roster she's been in NXT for a while and she's she's very good at what she does i think it's time for her to be called up to the main roster but they really got to use her properly honestly but i i don't understand i don't see why they wouldn't offer her a spot to keep her she's amazing but you know hey if they're willing to let her go she'll she'll shine wherever she goes she'll go back to you know stardom if that's the case and but I'm just like, when I kept seeing these reports, I'm like, why would you not keep her? Why wouldn't you give her a spot? Like, what's the situation there?
0: Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird at this point because they need to fill some spots due to Sasha and Naomi leaving. So why not give it to one of the best women's wrestlers in the world? I know you miss Shirai on Tuesday nights, don't you, Romeo?
1: No, because I've said for months that she belongs on the main roster. What is she still doing in NXT? Why was she there? She overstayed her, her welcome there. Like she needs to be on the main roster, showcasing her talents uh, to more people. I was so mad about that, and and now now it's gonna backfire in their face. Like now it's too late, probably.
0: indeed it it could be too late it seems like it already Uh, it was previously reported speaking of NXT that Triple H gave a speech at the Performance Center this month noting that he was back however it doesn't appear that he is as involved with the Baron as that might have implied the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that Triple H appeared to mean that he was back working in the office he has not yet been directly involved with NXT as uh, the show is still run by Shawn Michaels with a small creative team for TV programming, and he also has not shown up at any of the tapings on Tuesday nights. Speaking of Triple H, his, one of his big programs that he's been in charge of is the WWE Next in Line program, and one of the bigger names from the inaugural class was AJ Ferreira. He has been dismissed from the Oklahoma State wrestling team amid an allegation of sexual assault. That seems to be a theme at this point. Uh, the new uh, news organization at OSU the Okali uh reports that ferrara was released from the school's wrestling team on monday which the program confirmed to the pistols uh firing blog the dismissal comes after ferrara who was announced as part of the initial wwe nil class was accused of sexual assault the stillwater police department announced on wednesday that they are in an in investigation such uh for the report made against Ferrara. And the report was made on July 2nd at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And the case is under investigation. A Stillwater woman filed it for a protective order against Ferrara on July 5th. And the PFB notes that the dismissal was due to an accumulation of issues. And the decision was made before the protective order was filed. Uh, In some more WWE news, one of the big signings for WWE was, of course, Logan Paul, and he opened up on a, on his decision to sign with WWE. He said on his decision, it is true. I signed a multi-match deal with WWE, and we announced it. It went crazy viral, and I love the response. People are excited to see me in WWE. For me, there is a trifecta that I look for that decides what I do. I say this with privilege because I can do this now because of the decades of hard work I put in. When I, came, when I can mix passion, business, and media all into one thing I'm um, ultimate me happy place passion when I did WrestleMania I had so much fun all of my friends had fun we were all smiling it was awesome I was looking at the clips and I can't believe that was me those b- were big jumps business it's smart they pay me well WWE is a big organization media it's a show it's a great performance and entertainment I'm excited about this journey and I am well aware of how powerful of a launch pad it can be for or whatever I want to do in life. Besides this show, my visibility online is not a lot. I'm not uploading on my main channel ever. I do this show every week, Impulsive Podcast, and I do this and that, but WWE is a good opportunity for me to leverage one of the biggest brands in the world for my own, and should I show up, should I work hard, go do the performances, impress the fans, and become uh, that WWE character that is notorious or love, I don't know if I'm going to be a heel or a babyface as of yet. Samara, what do you think about the signing of logan paul to wwe
2: i was i don't know i was kind of shocked because i thought you know it was a one-time thing at mania um but like hey like it seems like he does have the passion for it and he was working hard and like you know hearing you like talk about it like what like what he said because i didn't follow his podcast but it seems like like i said he seems passionate about it and he actually cares and wants to step in the ring and that's good for him you know if you know, he could do so. I think he would be, uh, he should be a heel though, because it doesn't seem like this crowd likes him. So it would be, it would make sense if he was a heel. So we'll see exactly what happens, but I'm excited to see, you know, where it will go. You know, I think you said what, it's a multi-match contract. Oh, it's just a multi-match
0: contract. Yeah, that's what he said, a multi-match contract. But we don't know if it's, like, matches over a course of years. Like, I think similar to what Goldberg did, because he signed, like, a multi-match contract, and it was, like, for, like, two matches a year over, like, four years or something like that. So it might be something similar to that for Logan Paul.
2: Yeah, definitely, because he has a busy schedule doing, like, how many other things? So I knew this wasn't going to be, like, oh, like, an actual contract contract. But, you know, I'm still, like excited to see where this goes it seems like he has the passion for it he cares and like he want he wants to learn and keep going so you know why not let's see what happens with him Yes, it's okay.
0: very exciting, and it's going to be interesting what they do at SummerSlam, whether it's going to be Logan Paul versus The Miz one-on-one, or are they going to do a tag match with AJ Styles and Ciampa? So we shall see. But an- another celebrity in our final WWE's nose note that has been involved in some way with WWE is apparently Jersey Shore's own Angelina. Uh, she's been feuding with Carmella on social media after she accused uh, Carmella of stealing her catchphrase. Uh, the WWE star used the line um hello on last week's episode of Raw which apparently caught uh, Angelina's attention as it's a line she particularly well known for uh, using on the MTV reality show she called Carmella out on, with a tweet saying hey at Carmella WWE you're using my line what the fuck so you're you're from Staten <laughs> Island and you're using um hello to hmm. hashtag weird hashtag come up with your own shit. Uh, Carmella replied a few days later with the the Mariah Carey I don't know her meme and it (laughs) from there all the way to uh, Angelina suggesting that she would be willing to step in the ring with Carmella. Uh, Angelina actually has wrestled before in a six-person tag team matchup back in 2011 in TNA teaming with Becky Baileys aka Cookie and Serena in a losing effort against Angelina Love, Velveteen, uh, Velvet Sky and Winter. So are we getting Angelina Versus Carmella, the battle for the Princess of Staten Island, Romeo.
1: Nobody wants to see that shit. First of all, I got some breaking news for you guys. Carmella, she's not from Staten Island. In fact, <laughs> she's from Massachusetts. So I, I'm on Team Angela here, Angelina.
0: I love, I love uh, Nick Jackson. Said, not the dirty little hamster. <laughs> yeah, <y'all> situation, <laughs> you dirty little hamster. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not talking to you You dirty little dirty. hamster <laughs> Or call her like Vinny Vinny calls her The Staten Island dump Dump he was Oh like, my god he, was, he said You think you're the Kim Kardashian of Staten Island You're more like The <laughs> Rob Kardashian Of Staten Island You dumb
1: bitch
2: That was more, my more, favorite
1: <laughs> More Staten Island Than Carmella More Staten Island than She Carmella. is she is. She is. That is true. We I gotta, be shocked if Carmela ever stepped foot on Staten Island. Ever stepped foot. I
0: think so. Uh, we got the our boy, top guy JJ saying, whoa, yo, what's up, guys? F Logan Paul, LOL. That seems this is how I know the Logan Paul's going to be
1: a star. Logan Paul's going to be a star. Look at this. Fuck Jake. F Logan Paul. <laughs> like, everyone hates Logan Paul. I wonder how many of his millions of followers are people that Love him versus people that hate him.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like he he gets drawn. He he's become a star off of the hate that he gets. Most of all, uh, it worked for but- Floyd Mayweather his whole career. Yeah, that is true. That is like Floyd's main thing. Uh, AEW news. Uh, we talked about it earlier with the AEW World Tag Team titles changing hands with Swerve and Our Glory winning. Well, apparently, uh, it was a surprise to many of us. Like I said, it was for me, but it was intended to be. Uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that the plan was always to put the belts on Lee and Strickland with the match itself meant to elevate the team. AEW wanted to elevate them as well as Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks to the level of the Young Bucks, Lucha Bros, and FTR as the big five teams. They are taking up spots previously filled by Santana and Ortiz, the Hardys, and Jurassic Express. Since they aren't going to be on television right now for injuries and other reasons, AEW started to tease a breakup between Lee and Strickland as a way to make their eventual win a surprise. Once Jeff Hardy was suspended, the Young Bucks got the titles. Uh, The plan was always for them to drop it to Lee and Strickland almost immediately. The feeling backstage. that swerving our glory has had tremendous matches and they like the idea of a shaq kobe uh pairing that being a team with a large charismatic wrestler as one of the members and the fact that they don't always get along so the heel turn teases from strickland were to help the surprise so
1: no hey, it worked no no no, no, no it worked no, no, it worked no 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 listen yes it was surprising okay that worked but I still didn't like, it made Swerve look dumb in the process every time he looked like he was going to turn on Keith Lee. It's like, it was like Cora Jading it, but not going all the way. It's very Corra logic in the process
0: to me. Will you stop? Will you stop? It's not even the same. It's not even the because same. Because he didn't no go all the way through it. No still. broken skateboards. And they told the story over a month instead of two hours. <laughs>
1: Weren't you like, you know, shaking your head every time Swerve was about to attack, Italy. he leaves thinking about it I was like why? What are I, I
0: did shake my head when he tried when he looked like he was going to turn on him in the match because that didn't yeah any sense <laughs> at all. Um <laughs> Well in, in in that regard uh, We should talk about There was a report uh, Tony Khan actually uh, threw some Cold water on speculation that Wrestling Inc. did a, a, a whole Article about how Swerve and Argo tag team title reign uh, win was invalid Due to the basically uh, It was supposed to be the legal people Were Matt Jackson and Swerve Strickland But then powerhouse Hobbs Tagged out to Ricky Starks And he wasn't the legal man so a lot of people were like it was invalid (laughs) due to that. Uh, There was some speculation that it should be uh, thrown out as Ricky Starks wasn't the legal man, but Khan has since shut that down, writing in a response to the speculation that speculation BS as always in AEW per uh, generally accepted pro wrestling practices, the referee's decision is final. Congratulations to the new World Tag Team Champions at Swerve Confident and at Real Keith Lee. See you all for Friday. Hashtag Page tomorrow at 10 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Time, 9
1: p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Pacific, because it, it's Tony Khan,
0: ladies and gentlemen. That's how we <laughs> sp3. Uh,
1: sp3, yeah. you know what this reminded me of, and tell me if you remember this. Uh, once upon a time, I came up with a petition because Carmella won money in the bank, the first ever women's money in the bank, but a man helped her do it. So I was like, That's invalid, that's invalid. So I came up with a petition. And I got I got a bunch of signatures on it. I got a bunch of do you remember that SP three? I got a bunch of signatures. You did. And eventually, did. and eventually, it forced their hand to do another Money in the Bank where Carmella legit won. It forced their hand. So don't say it didn't work.
0: So so say thank you, Romeo. Put the hashtag <laughs> thank you, Romeo in the live
1: chat, guys. we will it every been- Saturday, eleven o five a.m.
0: Fans have been winning the Young Bucks versus FTR for the AEW, AAA, New Japan, and ROH Tag Team titles on the line as evidenced by the loud chants for FTR during the Young Bucks promo last week. However, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that that was not the plan for the Jacksons as AEW has a huge plan for them coming up, at least uh, for not right now that matchup with FTR was not going to happen. That's because uh, they have a major angle for the team that is expected to begin soon. At one point, there was a plan to introduce Trios titles and run the Bucks and and Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon, but it's unknown if that's the angle that's coming up due to Kenny Omega and Adam Cole being out of action currently. And speaking of Matt Jackson, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter noted that Matt Jackson suffered a stinger early in that matchup at Fighter Fest Night 1 and seemed to hurt his neck. The injury happened on a basic vertical suplex from Lee and Hobbs as Matt landed on his backside and immediately his head snapped back and he grabbed his neck. According to Brian Alvarez, Jackson was then very careful for the rest of the match and everyone else working was super careful with him. Dave Meltzer noted that Matt has a history of neck problems due to wear and tear and it was noted that a lot of injuries in AEW are basically from basic moves as a result of wear and tear on body parts that are very worn out due to a bump-heavy style. Uh, but going back to the original report, dear Samira, did you want to see the Young Bucks in FTR, and what, does that make you kind of slightly disappointed that the Young Bucks lost the tag team titles on Wednesday?
2: Um. Well, I wasn't disappointed. You know, obviously that swerve in um, Lee won because that was amazing. But, like, uh, that would have been cool to see, you know, have FTR and the Young Bucks for all the titles, like one, like one thing. I think they they could have done that, like beforehand. But now it's like now, obviously, it's like too late. I mean, I'm sure like later down the road we might we might get it, but uh, I don't know. Just right now, I think we're we'll, we'll be good with Swerve and Lee, and then I like I said, FTR is going on a different path anyway. We're getting them with the Briscoes, so I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what's gonna what's gonna be the big match for them at All-Out. What about you, Romeo?
1: I mean, yeah, we were all like we pretty much penciled in FTR Young Bucks at All-Out. And now we don't know about that anymore. Uh, that trio's plan sounds like it's been blown up with Adam Cole, sounds like he'll be he'll be out. He won't even make it for All-Out. And who knows about Kenny Omega? So, I don't know what this other big plan would be for the Young Bucks my mind was on FTR the whole time for all the gold
0: maybe another another bout with the Lucha Bros that's always great I don't care Okay, if I have uh, seen it so many times, That's always great. Um, <laughs> there will there will be a barbed wire everywhere death match on next week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Of course, you can watch it with the gang with Romeo and the crew on Elite Eat Number Ten with Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. There will also be a shark cage above the ring containing the Jericho Appreciation Society. According to the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, the shark cage was put in place as a way to tie into Discovery Shark Week programming and Discovery X AEW to do a tie-in, and that's what they came up with. So, there you go. Uh, I was was hoping this match would
1: be underwater, like the graphic looked like. I was hoping... (laughs) Underwater Bob Wire deathmatch. There you go.
0: Oh my God. With
1: sharks in the, the pool and
0: shit. Like, yeah. The that's... mind of Romeo. Uh, during a recent interview with Steve Farr, good brother from NBC Sports Boston, former AEW talent Marco Sunt Discuss, discuss AEW bringing in more former WWE superstars. Marco Sunt on AEW bringing in more stars from WWE. He says, I think that there was a point where they got a taste of what that star power could do. And it's kind of like a drug, I guess, in a way. You get a little bit and you're like, oh, that's fun. That felt good. That was nice. Let's get a little more in here. Uh, stunt <laughs> on the casual fans' relationship with AEW. I noticed that more since I was with AEW, the casual friends is not watching it for the same reasons that I would watch it and maybe you would watch it. That's definitely stuff that runs through your head. Ultimately, I generally try not to get too upset about that kind of stuff. Like, like I try not to. There are definitely days where I'm like, what the what the hell is going on? I don't really have any desire to work there right now, Stunt said. Quick to note that he was trying to be careful with his wording. That's not me saying I don't want to work for them ever, but not right now. It's kind of still fresh. And he said that it was. it's more like the star power has become like a drug to AEW. Do you agree with that testament that AEW is kind of in love with the WWE star power, Samara?
2: um yes and no I would say I don't know it's just like I I understand that they're trying to like then get more eyes to AEW specifically because they think oh like some of these older fans will recognize them from when they were on WWE like they'll draw more in but it's like okay like you have other talents who which they are using that were not you know that didn't work with WWE before so like I don't know I think it's a yes and a no kind of question I mean answer sorry
0: yeah, no, I, I get where you're coming from, where it's it's
1: not too much yet, but it can be. It's getting yeah. close to that that line, kind of. But you can't uh, complain about it, because, you know, these talents deserve to be signed. Like, they deserve to be in the company. Like, they're, they're better than some of the talents you have, so you can't complain yeah. about it. Like, you got to scoop these guys up. Sure. Uh, Rick Flair had
0: some not too kind words for this week's AEW Dynamite and took a shot specifically at Chris Jericho. Uh, he saw the the show and Jericho delivering a promo addressing Eddie Kingston, which he was uh, standing in front of the fans as the living legend and Eddie Kingston's superior ahead of their barbed wire everywhere death match. Flair took a uh, took exception to the to the promo and he says, and I quote, "Living legend in your own mind, Shawn Michaels wannabe." Rick Flair never will be Woo uh, Where did you buy that cheap suit Obviously not from At Gents Playbook Flair previously took issue With Jericho being called the goat Of professional wrestling calling out the writer Of such an article in, On Twitter back in January Man Rick, stop trying to get attention Stop just stop well, I
1: stop know what listening. his final match
0: is Chris Jericho there
1: there, there you go trying,
0: <laughs> trying to get somebody to take that bait uh <laughs> Wrestling Inc. (laughs) reports that during a virtual signing for KNS Fest, Billy Gunn said that he has asked AEW about bringing in Road Dog Brian James for a backstage role after he was recently let go by WWE on trying to bring James into AEW. He says we're trying to get him here. He's got other things going on. His podcast that I have to hear about every single day on if that included wrestling. He said no, not reform the New Age Outlaws. If you've seen Brian lately, he doesn't want to wrestle anymore. And then going back to the injuries for AEW, Adam Cole has been dealing with several injuries, most notably a serious concussion and also a torn labrum. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that Cole has elected not to have surgery on the shoulder and is instead doing physical therapy for it. However, his return to AEW will depend on how he can recover from the concussion. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, he is faring better with that injury than he had been previously. And then finally, the other injury note, Santana suffered an injury during AEW Blood and Guts. Chris Jericho recently said the proud and Powerful member will be out for a while. He said, and I quote, he fucked up his knee from doing a simple rock bottom that's not on top of a cage, that's not falling off of a cage, that's not getting hit with a barbed wire bat or whatever. It's doing a wrestling move, and he's out for eight months. Damn. That's, that's a long time. That sucks big yeah. time, and now they now they can freeze his contract though. So, good news for AEW, I guess. Um, <laughs> New Japan wanted to get out of there, huh? Yeah, you're not getting out of too. It's too soon. Uh, Koto Ibushi's issues with New Japan Pro Wrestling have been well documented, as the New Japan star has criticized the company and was fined as a result. One of his issues, among several others, was that he was advertised for the New Japan Cup, even though they knew he wasn't going to be wrestling. He also recently tweeted that his shoulder injury is getting worse, that he suffered in the G1 Climax. Uh, last year, he will probably need surgery. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that the issues with Ibushi and New- NJPW have calmed down, although Ibushi has said that things are not fully settled. obushi currently feels he has to take care of his mother, but wants to return to wrestling and martial arts training eventually. He also discussed opening a dojo in his hometown to train others. Uh, in other news, good news with New Japan, uh, Kushida wants a time-splitters battle at New Japan Pro Wrestling Music City Riot, calling out his old tag team partner Alex Shelley. New Japan Pro Wrestling posted a new video in which Kashida challenged Shelley to a match, and it was made official for the July 30th event in Nashville over SummerSlam weekend. Uh, Will Ospreay, more from his interview with for uh, with Kieran, our good brother, he discussed the inter uh, intercompany podcast politics that are preventing workers in AEW who also have deals or associations with AAA being unable to work at Forbidden Door in June. He said about his ma- the uh, news that he was supposed to verse Andrade and him being unable to work with New Japan. He says, I didn't know that was even a thing. And once again, I love to. I love to bang with him. It'll be a phenomenal match. I've watched all of his stuff, even from when he was in NXT. On wanting to hash things out with the heads of AAA and CMLL. He says if I can just talk with the boss from triple a cmlo, we just get get all get in the room together All right, we'll have a couple of Tequilas and we'll enjoy ourselves You know what I mean We can sort all this shit out Just have a sit down Let's just talk There doesn't need to be any of this uh, politics anymore There's no reason why there should be politics In professional wrestling anymore And I can't be bothered with it I know when you interviewed uh, Will Ospreay That was like uh, around the time He was supposed to go to like MLW And then that didn't happen Like well how was that uh, interview And that discussion And what do you think about Uh, like all the inter politics with like triple a and and new japan pro wrestling scenario
2: so that's actually kind of crazy because i don't know if anybody's seen a report that came out about the whole then mlw and will osprey thing what actually ended up happening was um at the time mlw did that thing with tajiri and um oh my god i'm like i'm like forgetting the name, I think, oh, uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling, they were, they did that thing with Tajiri, and apparently I, I wasn't familiar with that they didn't get along with New Japan, or something happened, so then that was it, that was off the table, they were not, they were not doing the whole, Will Ospreay coming to MLW thing, so that's what I found out about that, and I think it dropped somewhere, but it wasn't really, you know, not a lot of people talked about that, but yeah, so that's what happened there, and when I, like, was, Um, interviewing him, like, that's, like, the type of thing, like, you're, like, oh, like, at that time, he, yeah, like, you were saying he was, oh my god, what did you say? I'm so sorry, like, I'm...
0: He was scheduled for MLW, wasn't he, at that time? Yeah. Uh,
2: Yeah, just, like, about, and then we were, like, kind of talking about, like, them coming back into the, the states, and they were just in Texas, and they were coming to Philadelphia, and he was facing off with Alex Zane, so... I don't know. Like, I think, you know, that's a good idea that he had. Like, let's set them, like, in an all-in-one room instead of, like, this whole, like, over Zoom or wherever. Like, like, just talk it out. Like, I'm sure they would have had such a great match. I mean, him and Orange Cassidy's match, like, don't get me wrong, that was amazing. That was my favorite match of the night, and I was looking forward to to that match. But um, I think him and Andrade could make some magic. It's just, like, waiting to see, you know, what kind of happens with that on that end.
0: Yeah, hopefully they can clear that up yeah, soon enough uh, in the future so we can see some of these guys intermingle. I would love to see Osprey versus Phoenix or Lucha Brothers versus, you know, uh, G.O.D. or something like that. That would be great. But I like Will Osprey's
1: negotiating strategies. Strategies. I, I, I like the way he negotiates. <laughs> the tequila.
0: <laughs> Yeah, tequila. He's a tequila man, guys. That's how you do it. Uh, <laughs> Impact Wrestling News. Killer Cross had had a contentious relationship with Impact Wrestling uh, before joining WWE, and he has confirmed that he and Scarlett will not be returning there anytime soon. He famously requested his release from Impact in May 2019, publicly acknowledged it, and the company didn't grant the release until December of last year, uh, of, of, of 2020, actually. Uh Scarlett uh, yeah, I think so 2019 actually uh, also requested her release and it was granted much sooner in June of 2019 cross recently appeared on the wrestling uh, show and confirmed comments from Bordeaux in March that they won't be going back to the company he said and I quote respectively n- neither of us will be returning for the record many of our fans our friends work there we are very happy for the success that they are finding we've had many people in our corner for years that still work for for that company we have never ever been on record to say anything derogatory or negative about any of the company we've ever worked for it. that's beneath us there are a lot of people involved with companies per se and when you have a problem with one or two or three people it's not necessarily a systematic thing uh we're happy for everybody's success and we don't live in that place anymore we are always moving forward we leave it behind us and that's really all i have to say about it okay. uh also in an interview with the Angle podcast, uh, Jordan Grace talked about potentially Dakota Kai coming to Impact Wrestling. She says, so this is a such a hard question because I feel like AEW has signed a lot of people, but someone that would be awesome to wrestle is Dakota Kai. I don't think Dakota got her full due at WWE, and I think that Impact would really be a great place for her to go. She has a very unique look, a unique wrestling style, and I feel like the knockouts division she kind of personifies I would love to see that but we should also talk about the elephant in the room with uh, Jordan Grace due to her comments about uh, Chris Benoit she sent out a uh, saying that she um, Chris Benoit couldn't keep up with 90% of the wrestlers today and uh, uh, you know kind of taking his real life actions into what he did in the ring a lot of people called her out on that from Conan to Gail Kim to Lance Storm and apparently she spoke to David Flair, uh, Chavo Guerrero, and Chris Chris Jericho, and Sent out a public apology and said that she's going to be donating five thousand dollars to the Concussion Legacy Foundation uh, to for a campaign that's going to be worth twenty thousand uh, dollars. What do you think, Romeo? Because you were defending, you were on the hill with Jordan Grace, and uh, are you going to publicly apologize for your actions in defending her? And, and well, that's t- my good friend down Chris Benoit. Yeah, you're gonna that's my him. good
1: friend Jordan Grace, who follows me on Twitter. I don't know if you knew that, Samara. Uh, that's why we're good friends. <laughs>
0: um,
1: that was one expensive ass tweet, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> oh man, I hope impact's paying her well. Uh I'm not gonna apologize because I, I don't uh I don't worry about offending uh Jericho or Chavo. And I'm not a wrestler, so I'm not gonna apologize. But uh if I was a wrestler, then yeah, I mean nothing she said was wrong. It's just that uh she, you know, you gotta keep in mind that you know, there are good friends of him that are, you know, not colleagues, but they're in the wrestling community. So it's co- sort of a colleague. And uh, also uh, his son, uh, who um, was, a, was a class act about it. You know, he was, was able to uh, work things out with Jordan. They did, a, they did an Instagram yeah. stream together. Did
0: a live stream with David Benoit, and they, they talked it out. But, uh, yeah, you should apologize as well, Romeo. I'm holding you Jordan Grace is a class Romeo, act. Actually.
1: What a class act Jordan Grace is to uh, own up to that and, and donate and contribute and raise money for a good cause. And it was
0: wrong what she said, because it's one thing if you're just going to say, I can't watch his work uh, because of what he did, which is totally understandable. It's another thing to say he can't keep up with 90% of the people or he wouldn't remember how to put together a match. That's totally That's right.
1: Well, yeah, because he has CTE, he can't remember. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll apologize. I will apologize from the bottom of my heart.
0: I'd like to take this chance to apologize 50 to absolutely nobody. The what the fuck he wants. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming, Samara. I'll remove myself and everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as you should, as you should. Uh, <laughs> final. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't bring him anywhere. I'm sorry, Samara. I'm sorry we bear witness to that. Uh our final <laughs> news notes <laughs> from the wrestling news. Uh we had uh FTR and the Briscoes had a face-to-face meeting on Friday, and now a stipulation has been announced for their upcoming matchup at Defy Before Dishonor. The two teams will go at it for the ROH Tag Team Titles in a best two out of three falls matchup. That is a must-watch video because they were very intense. Some great promo work from both of those teams. Uh, John Hennigan will be missing his scheduled matchup uh, that was uh, went on last night for GCW. No signals in the hood in the hills. GCW announced that they do an, an unspecific injury. Morrison will, be, will not be able to compete at that show. GCW also announced that they will make their return to Japan this coming fall. The promotion announced on Monday that they will be returning to the country for a three-event tour running from September 27th through October 4th, and the company made their debut in the country in fall of 2019, and MLW will be going on a break until this fall after their King of Colosseum episode this past week. PW Insider announced that the company will be off until their new season premiere in September. In the meantime, Being Sports will do best of episodes and For This weekend they got a GCW event back to the bay huge card in San Francisco. That's going to be tomorrow night I talked about that a little bit with Kevin Gill during our interview I'll just run through the matches. We won't get that predictions for that I'll save the predictions for G G1 climax 32 for all three of us But uh, back to the bay in San Francisco. They're gonna do Kevin Blackwood versus Nick Wayne Also Gringo Loco versus commander Tony Depp versus Alex Zane GCw tag team titles Bussy Ali catch and Effie will defend against the caution and uh anton Borges and Dark Sheik singles match. They're going to do Joey Danella versus Starboy Charlie. Blake Christian will versus Titus Alexander. Mike Bailey, Speedball, will verse Jack Cartwheel. And Los Manzinos will versus the South Pacific Savages. But let's talk about the G1 Climax 32 tournament. It's a last call for super chat donations as this is the last segment that we're going to have here. Appreciate all you guys in the comments bringing that heat bringing those uh, discussion I want to highlight a few comments that we have here as a uh, top guy. JJ says people are listening the true hill heat I see he says Dakota and impact clearly the best move. We also got uh, Professor Chris. He says just got home from work Jericho and Flair, SMH this magna on magna of violence needs to stop All right, <laughs> uh, we got Pro Wrestling Goat, who says, great show at True Hill Heat. Gotta roll out, but I'll cash y'all on the flip side. Much love, many blessings, and high spots. Appreciate that love for sure. And uh, Frantic World mentioning about the Briscoes and FTR sit down saying that that was a great one for sure. Go out of your way to watch that because that was a lot of fun. But let's talk some G1 Climax 32 tournament. It's kicked off this morning with some action from, I believe, all four blocks from all four blocks of the tournament uh, I got to watch a few of these matches big upset as Aaron Hanare pulled off a of upset against uh, against Hiroshi Tahashi y'all Oh, my God. Defeated El, Fan, El Phantasmo in a great matchup with the Hidden Blade. Switchblade Jay White picked up his first win against Sonata. And Kazuko Okada defeated Jeff Cobb. But let's go into what we think is going to happen in the G1 Climax tournament. 28 competitors in this year's tournament. It's four blocks, seven competitors in each block. So I'll just get I think is going to win each block. Then out of your final four, who makes the finals? And then finally, who do you have as the winner? We'll start with the A block, as it's going to be the big boy block. You got Okada, you got Toriano, t- Filthy Tom Lawler, Jeff Cobb, Jonah, Bad Luck Fale, and AEW's own Lance Archer. Who do you think comes out of this block here, Samara? <sighs> I
2: think it has to be Okada. I think Okada has to come out the winner at least of this block. I I think we were talking about this uh um, the pillars supposed. I think he'll make it far. Like he'll win this block, but I don't think he'll win the whole thing.
0: That is fair, that is fair. I know, yeah, we, we had that question. Is if is Okada does Okada win LOL as per usual? Uh Romeo, what about you? Who comes out of the A block?
1: Yeah, I got Okada winning. I think the only other Logical choice would be Cobb, but I got Okada winning because I need him to beat the uh, the winner of the B block.
0: And I'm going to agree with you. I think this is the easy one, Okada, to win the A block. Let us know in the live chat who do you think is going to win each of these blocks as we move on to the B block. We got... Taishi, Tamatanga, Tonga, Tomori Ishii, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Switchblade Jay White, Sonata, Great Okan, and Chase Owens. Who walks out of the B block,
1: Romeo? Jay White, and I don't think it's close. I, I think he's going to, yeah. I don't think there's another option here. Samara? Yeah, I'm going with
2: Jay White as well.
0: We're unanimous once again. I'm going with Jay White as well in this one. In the most interesting block to predict, uh, I have seen a whole bunch of people who have different predictions for this one. So the C block, you got Hiroshi Tadahashi, Hiroki Goto, Tensuya Naito, Zack Sabre Jr., Hanare of United Empire, Kenta, and Evil. So you have one, two, three, five winners of the New Japan Cup. You got two winners of the G1 Climb in this one. You got uh, three former IWGP heavyweight, world heavyweight champions. So who's going to win the C-Block, Samara?
2: Oh, my God. This one's tough. I don't know. Maybe I 10... think it was made easier
1: after today's result.
2: Oh, well, true. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like... <laughs>
0: Are you basically saying it's not going to be Tanahashi
1: <laughs> after after he loses to uh, like oh man I'm glad I didn't pick him. <laughs> okay, not go out there we, losing your first match. <laughs> <laughs> Who you guys,
0: Samira? Go
2: uh, with your heart.
0: Go with your heart. Oh,
2: it's it's so hard because I'm like oh my god. All right, let's go with Kenta. I'm gonna just say Kenta.
0: He's he's been one that I've been hearing a lot of people say that they think he's going to win this block. Romeo what about you? Going Naito. I'm going Naito as well. I think I think Naito he needs to at least win the blocks in this one. And then the D block, mighty mighty oh D block. <laughs> um you got Will Osprey, Yoshihashi, Shingo Takagi, David Finley, Juice Robinson, El Fantasmo and usual Takahashi, Romeo who you got in the D block?
1: Will Ospreay.
0: That is fair. Samara? Osprey. You know what? I'm going to switch up my pick from, from the G1 Climax 32 huh? tournament. So we're not all unanimous on a bunch of these.
1: I'm going Shingo. I think Shingo Damn. wins the D block. And you're going to get the overall winner wrong too. <laughs> because my <laughs> overall winner of the G1 Climax 32 is Will Ospreay. What about you, Samara?
0: Who's overall you're going to be your winner?
2: I'm going with the same answer. I thought I just think it's going to be Osprey.
0: You silly, silly fools! <laughs> it's not going to be Osprey. It is Naito. Naito is going to win once again, or his third. G1 Climax Tournament. He's going to match Tadahashi with with three G1 wins. Match Tadahashi and Okada, I believe. have Both won uh, three G1s. Naito needs to get up there as well. He needs the main event, the Tokyo Dome. So I'm going with Naito to win it all. I won't be mad if you're Uh, right. I won't be mad. There you go. We got Frantic World who said his final four is Okada, Jay White, Zack Sabre Jr., and Will Ospreay. Uh, We got nico buck who agrees with romeo he's also going with osprey for the win he says uh the final four will be okada king switch naito and will osprey that was my final four on the g1 uh climax 32 preview but decided to switch it up decided to switch it up because it's it a very really common
1: matter. final four as far as the prediction contest goes yeah but a lot of different yes. answers for the overall
0: winner For sure, for sure. I think a lot of, I think Okada has been the favorite online so far, but I've been seeing people who agree with me with Naito, been seeing people who agree with Yatu about Will Ospreay. Uh, So yeah. It seems seems like this is a moon that's a little bit more wide open than we usually expect from the G1 Climax. So it should be a very fun year final comment here from Negro Buck who says this is Will's year This is could also help lay into the a potential feud with Kenny Omega He would be the first guy to win the G1 since Kenny But it would make no sense to have Jay White versus Will Ospreay two heels in the main event of the Tokyo Dome So that's why I'm not
1: picking well who says Jay White makes it tonight, too? Who says J. White makes it tonight too? J.
0: White, J. White is main eventing the Wrestle Kingdom. That's what I gotta say. That's all I, I gotta say. I think it's J. White that.
1: Okada night one, and Okada yeah. beats J. White here in this in this um, semifinals. Yeah. So to set that up.
0: I think I think he does verse him on night one, but he's gonna they're gonna versus oh, Naito. Naito. Naito in the Tokyo <laughs> dome, once again because um, <laughs> that's what they always do but that brings us to a close on this edition of true hill heat true hill heat 184 welcome to monday night fucking raw thank you so much <laughs> to our special guest samira please let the people know where they can find you on social media and everything you got going on and we appreciate you coming on and joining us
2: Well, thank you guys for having me on again. This was so much fun. Um, So you can follow me here if I can point, like, right at all. Like, (laughs) that's where you can find me on social media, like, on everything. And the link there in my bio will take you to everything I have with all my social media, my YouTube channel, where I will be posting interviews again and our vlogs. Like, I am going to Nashville, so that will be so much fun. So I got some stuff planned there. And, you know, hoping to-
1: Calgirl Samira.
2: Oh my gosh, I have a cowboy hat. I took it to Dallas, so I'm gonna take it to Nashville too. <laughs> but you know, I've got some like cool things coming up in the works and you know, hopefully more bookings on the independent scene because I really like doing that as well. so but there's there's good things coming.
0: Love to see your success. You are so positive, so genuine, and we appreciate you coming on and joining us and for your further success down the road. We'll we'll, we'll try to bring you back more than a year later. We'll we'll Make it like maybe six months, three months later. (laughs) Um, Romeo, please let the people know where they can find you on social media and what you got going on on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel as well as THH Sports YouTube channel.
1: You can follow me, True Hill Romeo, on Twitter and Instagram, right here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Join us, Raw watch alongs, NXT watch alongs, and of course, Dynamite watch alongs. And as SP3 mentioned, True Hill Heat Sports, go subscribe. Uh, I'm going to rest my vo- voice for around 40 minutes and come right back here to watch uh, UFC Fight Night or take up Rodriguez, UFC Long Island, which you can watch on ABC. You know, you don't got to pay any extra for ESPN or anything like that. So, uh, if you're not an avid UFC fan, just uh, check it out. Uh, join us. Uh, this Tuesday, there will not be an NX3. We're going to be doing a watch-along of the MLB All-Star game as well, so join us for that. And Sunday night, we'll be talking baseball, 10 p.m. Eastern. Also join us for that. Have notifications on so you know. And oh, Also, Fightful Overbooked YouTube channel will have a new True Rewind 80 dropping soon. You haven't seen bad, but it's coming.
0: Indeed, some great content coming up here as well as THH Sports. Uh, I really feel like Romeo canceled NX3 because of that Cora Jade heel turn, but I digress. (laughs) Uh, Check out my interview that's up right now, True Hills BTR Between the Ropes with Rosemary, the demon assassin. We talk about Impact Wrestling, talk about her partnership with Talia Valkyrie, winning the knockouts tag team titles at Slam Reversary, and what she thinks about the return of one of our greatest writers. Mia Yim. So check that out. That's up right now. Coming up this coming week, True Hills BTR with GCW's own Kevin Gill talking about his journey throughout wrestling, how he could have helped ECW when they were struggling financially, working with Rockstar Games. He's had quite the journey in the wrestling sphere, video games, and music. So we talk all about it on True Hills BTR Between the Ropes. So that's a great one to check out. And that will be up available for our patreon backers as well follow the gang facebook twitter and instagram at true hill heat patreon.com forward slash true hill heat for three dollars a month exclusive content like that interview early access as well as the true hills heat uh post show as well as our true hill heat prediction championship we'll have predictions up for gdw as well as the g1 climax today later today and then prowrestlingtees.com forward slash true hills for your true hill heat merchandise so For Samara, for Romeo, it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3, this has been True Hill Heat 184, welcome to Monday Night Fucking Raw, we are signing off.